The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! championship that's because perception is reality and people view you as a follower not a champion the biggest difference between me and sting and you and chris jericho is me and sting view each other as equals it's not called the sting appreciation society listen listen you became tnt champion on your own and if you want to become world champion you're gonna have to do it on your own I think Chris Jericho's holding you back. But, but, if you have a problem with that, you or Chris have a problem with that, come say something to me and Sting about it. I'd love to talk it out. And you, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, whatever you go by nowadays. What is it? Is it Jack? Is it Jack? All right, that's Jack. It's Jack Perry, my bad. Listen. Jungle Jack, yeah, that works too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all of the pillars, you had to work the least hardest to get here. You were hand-picked because you are part of this California clique. Yeah, 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 Ooh. It's true, it's true. 
And I remember when you were first announced as AEW's newest hiring, I was still living in my car, not knowing if I would even make it to this company. And in that moment, I was jealous of you, Jack. I was jealous of you. But it didn't take long for the jealousy to disappear because when I saw what you're all about, nothing intimidated me. Nothing about you intimidated me. Yeah. Nothing. You know, I'm standing here looking at that pain all over your face. And everywhere we go, I look out in this crowd and I see a bunch of little kids with that same paint on their faces. And all I can think is, oh boy, if they only knew what you're really like. You see, you're antisocial. You're unfriendly. You're rude to everybody that back there who you think isn't cool enough for you. And you want to come out here and say you were, you were jealous, you were living in your car, because I got signed first. This wasn't even your first choice. You're only here because you didn't make it as a skateboarder. Man, coming in hot tonight. Sammy's loving it. Yeah, man, I, I don't blame Sammy. And you, it would be an immense challenge to come up with a new way to describe what a dirtbag you are. So, we don't have that kind of time. Instead, I might surprise everybody a little bit. And I'll tell you that out of Darby and MJF, I actually respect you the most. Because, for better or worse, and trust me, it is always worse, with Sammy Guevara, what you see is exactly what you get. And hell, I even respect every time you come out in this ring, you put your body, your life, your future on the line. And I respect that. But you are still a scumbag piece of shit. Perry putting it down right here, boys. Live rounds. Oh, boy. I, I... Okay. All right, Jungle Boy. I was all for talking trash to this face-painted freak. But you want to be real? Let's be real. You hate MJF so much, but in reality, you are just like him. Both of you were handpicked to be here. The golden children of AEW. Let's go back to the first ever Double or Nothing. Darby didn't work here. I was on the pre-show, and after my match, I went to the balcony to watch the show, and what did I see? I watched as Britt the Hitman Hart was in the ring with MJF and Jungle Boy. And we can go back to our most recent pay-per-view. Darby, you weren't on it, and neither was I. But you know who was, ladies and gentlemen? MJF and... Jungle Boy! You see, Darby, that's why I feel like I can relate the most with you. Because despite our differences, you and I, we are two sides to the same coin. We will do whatever it takes to make it. We will risk our lives. We will do, we'll do whatever crazy thing we gotta do to make it, and we did. 
And honestly, Darby, I have to thank you. I have to thank you because you gave me hope in this place. When my career wasn't going so hot in AEW, I watched as you lost match after match, pay-per-view after pay-per-view, and then bam, you were the first pillar to win a championship here. And you showed me and everyone that you can break whatever glass ceiling they want to put on us. So I sat back and I watched you become TNT champion and I told myself, I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna do it better. And I did three times. Oh yeah. So you win the TNT title and then I win the TNT title. You jump off something high, I jump off something higher. And that's been this back and forth, back and forth for you and I, this never ending competition. But Darby, now it's your turn to sit back and watch me as I become the World Heavyweight Champion! You know, that's the similarity between you two. It's all about him, it's all about you. Me, 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 me. Well, let me tell you something. Spoiler alert, go ahead and put it on the blogs. I am the next AEW World Champion, but I'm not just gonna do it for me. I'm gonna do it for every single person who has supported me since day one. Didn't you just know that this was gonna happen? Well, he is the world heavyweight champion, that's what this is all about. Well, 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 Maxwell Cut Jacob. Cut my music, cut my music. Excuse me, let me spit on the ground. Oh no, Pittsburgh, you don't like me, huh? Nope. It's not just Pittsburgh. Good thing I don't care what you guys think, considering the fact you actually think Britt Baker is talented. Ooh, that's fact. Ladies, 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 stop fighting over me. You're making me blush. Oh my god. Me. Listen, I know all of you are tied up in the rankings, so I had a conversation with my good friend, Tony Khan, famously a good friend of mine, everybody knows that. And he had an idea, and I actually agreed with him. So what we decided is that there is going to be a Pillars tournament. And the winner of the tournament gets to face me for the Triple B at Double or Nothing. Now, the first round, one of you three gentlemen, and I use that term very loosely, is going to get a bye. Can I get a hat, please, real quick, with all their names in it? Thank you very much. The person getting a bye in round one is... Darby Allen. Woo-hoo-hoo! All right, go, go, get out of here. Gotta look like that to his face. Listen to me. That means in round one for the first time ever, it will be Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And that match will be happening in the main event next night. It's happening tonight, player. Wow.
beating the ever loving shit out of each other because you both suck. Hey man, sorry, hit my music. I don't want to look at these schmucks a second longer. And now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ames.
everybody. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Yes, folks, it is time for the PWC Presents the Wednesday Night Skirmish. We are your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. Uh, I am your host, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry if you forget how to spell my name. I keep reminding you. Joining me this week is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast, a Greek among Greeks, an Olympian maybe. Just don't run to him if a dingo eats ya, baby. A good friend to you and me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the hell are you, mate? I'm fucking great, man. I'm good. I was just a little crook this past week. I don't know if you can tell with my voice, but I'm here. I'm still alive, and that's all that matters, man. So I'm great, dude. Yourself? Right on. I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. So you said you've recovered. Could you? Could you even say that you've risen? Because <laughs> <laughs> you that's missed our last one. show because of because of Greek Easter. Anyway. Yes. Uh, I did say yeah. Christosanesti on our last show. So Christosanesti to all the people that celebrate Eastern Orthodox Easter. So yeah, the Christ has risen. Yeah, he sure has. Um, he's over there doing some stuff. Um, Jimmy, is there going to be a Saturday show from AEW? Because I keep hearing that Collision is this eminent thing that's going to be announced any day now, and I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> I don't know what to believe, man. I think you and I spoke about this on the last skirmish, as a matter of fact. Um, I don't know what to think, man. Is there going to be a new show? I'm not sure, but it seems like there is. There seems to be a lot of momentum about it. So if I had to put money on it at this point, yeah, probably. Because, I mean, the rumors about, what's that show, Access, that's on right now, right after Dynamite? Yeah, that was going whatever. Right, that was going around quite a while before it became an actual thing. So, yeah, I, I've got a feeling it will become a, a new show. And if it does, um, well, I guess there's another show. But what happens to Rampage? Does that become number three? Does that become Sunday Night Heat? And does this become, I assume, an equivalent to Dynamite? You think, in two hours, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I've heard is that it's going to be a Saturday show. It's going to be two hours. Um, CM Punk is going to be the star and you know the people on the roster who are willing to work with them will be over there um, I've heard that he'll be sort of like the main guy over there uh, if Collision becomes a thing right. he'll be sort of the star of the show the star attraction so let me ask you Jimmy if this happens and if the right people are over there booking it how long before Collision is overtaking Dynamite in the ratings real question <laughs> that's a good question I mean do you think it will like do you think it has a chance on a Saturday night is that better than a Wednesday night I'm not too sure man but I will say this it does give it that sort of big fight feel considering it's on a Saturday night it will feel very Saturday night's main event-ish if you know what I mean um, do you think it actually has a chance I mean I'm not sure I, I don't know if I, if I can answer that question just yet okay here's my honest here's my honest answer to this question um and this is <clears throat> this is a lot of ifs, you know. I'm I'm really hedging my bets here. But if there really is a two-hour show on a Saturday night, and if it starts on a re at a reasonable time, I mean, if it starts at 11 p.m., it's fucked already. Never mind. I I don't even want to pretend like it's going to do do well. But I mean, you know, if this is starting at seven or eight on a Saturday night, um, I think wrestling fans will flock to it. 
And also, I think that if CM Punk is the star, and if they've got somebody who CM Punk likes working with booking, I honestly think that a CM Punk-led show um, with proper booking will overtake uh, will overtake Dynamite within eight months. Let's give wow. it eight months. Yeah. Really? I really think that. Because I, I'll tell you, like... Of all the things that you can level at the feet of CM Punk, you can't say that he doesn't have a mind for professional wrestling. And if you'll remember, when he was wrestling on Dynamite, you and I would often watch the show, and at the end we would go, sure. really great story told in the ring there by CM Punk. Because um, hmm. the guy gets it. Yes, he was basically plagiarizing a lot of Bret Hart's best stuff, but, I mean, that's not a bad thing. If... If what you're giving me is an option between watching the four pillars fuck around for 25 minutes or watching CM Punk recreate a match between Bret Hart and the 123 Kid, <laughs> I'll watch Punk every fucking day. Oh, for sure. So would I. Uh, definitely, man. And if the rumors are to be believed, uh, look, if, if it is going to be Punk's per se show, right? Just say, does that make it an unofficial brand split? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Like, I'm really confused. Be, again, it, it, it sort of depends on what they're going to do with it. I would, I would be just fine considering that they they seem to have they seem to have an appetite there for more wrestling. More is more, yeah. kind of kind of an idea, right? Um, more not necessarily being better, but more is more, and they want more. Um, so if they do it, and if they do it as a real brand split, um, I could see this Saturday show becoming the more popular show quick. Because if they've got their own world champion, and if they've got their own tag team division, and if and if they've got the if they've got the Serena Deeb style female wrestling over there, and if they've got the FTR type tag team uh, matches over there, and if they've got the CM Punk type main events over there. Um, I don't even think that I, I honestly think that it'll be more popular than than Dynamite, and I think it'll. I think that show could actually rival a WWE product. I don't really? think that Dynamite. I don't think that Dynamite has any momentum, but mm. I do think that a show led by real wrestlers um, doing wrestling angles to build up wrestling uh, could actually become a really popular thing here, and I, and I don't mean. I don't mean Ring of Honor and make everything about a handshake and a good wrestling match. I mean, do pro wrestling properly. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm down. And I can see what you're saying too, man. It, it, but to see, the thing is, Chris, would they want this show to be more popular than Dynamite? No. That's no, the problem. No, of course not. Of course not. But here's the thing. I think that TK, for all of his faults, and we've mentioned a lot of his faults, and we'll mention some more on this fucking show, trust me, no trust yeah. me, we'll mention some more of his <laughs> fucking faults on this show, um, sure. but for all of his faults, I do think that gambling seems to be a thing that he's willing to do sometimes. You know, I mean, think about what the shows are even called, the pay-per-view shows, right? All in, all out, double or right. nothing, right? Sure. Um, he he does seem to have this penchant for um you know trying things and 
I, I think that if CM Punk came to him and said, listen, let like let me do my own show, right? Like, you've got me under contract anyway. I'm telling you I'm willing to come back to work, so you have to fucking pay me. You can pay me to sit at home if you want. That's fine. And I'll just sit at home and collect a check, and I'll get filthy fucking rich over the next year and a half or whatever, and I'll watch the fucking Chicago Blackhawks rebuild. That's fine. I'll have lots of fun. Um, or... Why don't you give me my own show and uh, let's see if I can build something for you that'll make you money. And, you know, the worst thing that could happen is, you know, because here's the kind of thing that I think would would uh, stroke Tony Khan's ego. <laughs> CM Punk says, listen, there's only two options that'll happen if you give me a show. One, it completely flops and fails. You make way more money and have way more viewers and it makes you look like a genius and it makes me look like a jackass, right? <laughs> or number two, I go over to Saturday, I, I start getting lots of money and lots of viewers, and we sell the shit out of this thing, and then you look like a fucking genius anyway because you let me do it, and it's your company. And then I go away in a year and a half because I want to fucking retire and go and go fuck my girlfriend and watch the fucking <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks. Like, oh, wow. Why not, right? I mean, that's the life. Shit. I mean, if you're but totally gone. Off, but, but would it piece off the locker room, though? That's the thing. Please. I think if Tony Khan is a businessman, he's got to start acting like a businessman. Right. No, I agree. I, I think For if sure. somebody comes to, I think if I'm Tony Khan and I say, yeah, I'm going to do this, and then the fucking Young Bucks come and they say, Tony, we really don't like this idea. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> Tony, we really don't like this idea. <laughs> I, I'm going, hey, Matt. Hey, Nick. Eat a dick. Like... <laughs> This is business. We're trying something over here. You guys are still getting to book your own fucking angles over here on on Dynamite. You know, I'm I'm letting you guys do this thing where you're you're the elite and you're the huge stars and etc. I'm telling the commentators to talk you up and suck your dick every time you fucking come out, right? Like you guys are being booked as big stars over here. I'm doing everything in the world that I can for you. I'm also going to try something over here to see if it'll make money. And if it doesn't, then great. You and me and Kenny can all look like geniuses because we all knew that CM Punk was going to be a failure. Or CM Punk gets to brag a little bit, but in a year and a half, he retires anyway. I get richer. You get richer as EVPs of the company. And we all get to fucking, you know, praise Jesus and pass the fucking ammunition. Who, like, what's there to lose here? I agree. Uh, it's it's all a if people fucking think it is all about business and that's what it should be so fuck anyone that's crying about it but i'm just saying you don't want the morale to sort of go down you know in the locker room but then again i guess morale's already down right Chris? I mean, I, they say. listen if listen like yeah you want the morale to be something in the locker room but the morale in the locker room can't come before business it, it can't come before what's good for business you know like um we know that uh, Twitter, for instance, uh, a year ago, uh, everybody who worked for Twitter fucking loved working for Twitter, man. There were fucking TikToks about people taking their 16th break of the day and lounging at the pool and getting paid for it. And, oh, you know, we had a 15-minute meeting this week, so we're taking yeah. the rest of the week off to relax and blah, blah, fucking blah. And everybody loved working there, right? 80% of the fucking workforce for Twitter got fired, and Twitter is doing better now than it was then. Why? True. And people didn't think that either. That, Why? That's true, right. No. Why? Be because fucking Elon Musk came in, and he was like, 
you're useless, you're useless, you're useless, you're useless. All of you, goodbye. Thank you for working here. We will pay out your salaries, etc. Goodbye now, though. Goodbye. 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 It's true. No, you're right. Didn't everyone say that because of Elon Musk taking over, Twitter was going to suffer? But like you said, it's uh, even more popular. So, uh, yeah. I agree Elon Musk you. is going to lose his fortune. Guess what? He's also... Please. Guess what? He's the richest man in the world again. Exactly. Eat a dick, everybody. Eat a dick. Eat a giant dick. <laughs> Eat a dick indeed. I agree. 100%, man. You're spot on, dude. So, yeah. I mean, if it's me, this is, this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm saying, yeah, go ahead, Punk. You can even... You know what, Punk? You can book. You can even book over there for a year. And let's, let's see how it goes. If after six months... The show sucks and the ratings are floundering and <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then we'll pull the plug and we'll just have you be an on-screen talent for the last six months. And if not, then, hey, maybe, you know, we'll just let you keep going with this with, with this idea that you have. Or, you know, again, bring in whoever you want as the head booker and we'll let you guys do the whole fucking thing. Well, also, <clears throat> also, if I'm Tony Khan, a thing that I am doing, I am pushing huge for right now and i mean i am backing up the brinks truck to these two guys okay you you want london to look like a success <laughs> you want all you want all in to look like it's fucking booming and it's just everything get bill goldberg in the ring with cm punk you have bill goldberg's <sighs> retirement match in london uh so you're gonna you're going by the eric bischoff statement <clears throat> that he said 100 percent. tell me that tell me that that isn't a big enough match to sell out Wembley. That's a big I, enough I I agree. I agree with you, right? I'm down with that. But will most of the IWC, YWC be down for that? You I don't give a Everyone's fuck. bitching, right. Exactly. I don't give a f- Everybody's bitching. Oh, no, everybody's bitching. You mean like everybody was bitching about Cody not winning at Mania in spite of the fact that Mania was like the biggest Mania of all time? You mean the fact that <laughs> yeah. everybody's been bitching that the, that the, the bloodline's the bloodline's lasting too long. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Guess what? It's doing big fucking business. Again, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, Jimmy. I'm going to say it. Eat a say dick, it. IWC. Eat a dick. Eat a dick. <laughs> Eat a dick indeed. Hey, I'm, I'm happy that the bloodline storyline is still going on, man. Just quietly. <clears throat> Me too. Not quietly. Absolutely. As loudly oh, yeah. as I can possibly say it. No doubt. Say it loudly and proudly. <laughs> That's right. I'm loud and I'm proud. Um, all <laughs> right. So speaking of this whole uh, CM Punk thing, you know, <clears throat> two of the guys that he's that have been sort of in his camp the entire time since before he came there, since he's been there, since he left um, all throughout this whole thing is FTR. Right. Oh, so God. recently here, the FTR podcast was shut down and um, Dax had a little cry. Uh, I, I got to say, man, like, Dax needs to shut the fuck up. Like, just shut your goddamn mouth, Dax. I mean, respectfully. And I mean, honestly, FTR is the best tag team in the world. I don't even care anymore. Like, uh, since Jay Briscoe died, I honestly don't think there's much of a debate. Uh, I mean, the, the Usos are up there. But the best tag team in the world is FTR. They, they are They are fucking phenomenal and it's a shame too because fucking i want to like ftr but that fucking bold goose Holy dax harwood 
just fucking makes you want to really hate the fucking team too, though, man. But if you put that aside, they are the, the, the best tag team. I will say the Usos are number one for me, but they're top two, 100%. Hey, and that's a pretty good fucking place to be. Listen, <clears throat> um, yeah, people just got to have a, a bigger fucking backbone. Like, you know, we've had people talk shit, you know, about us too. Like, and and my reaction has always been, my reaction has always been, this is part of it, right? Like, this is what the internet is. Um, you're gonna find, you're you're always going to find more people who dislike you than people who like you. And that's cool. I'm cool with that, man. You know what I mean? As long as people are listening, that's all I care about. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we're going to find our audience and that's, you know, that's, that's the thing with this. That's the thing with podcasting. That's the thing with anything you do on the internet. You just, you need to find your audience and fuck the people who say they don't like you. Of course, like not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody likes, you know, not everybody likes cake, but cake is still a very successful thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everybody smokes weed, but weed is still a very successful business. Not everybody likes alcohol, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there are lots of people who will who will yell and scream and have gigantic meetings about how awful alcohol is, and yet it continues <laughs> to do big business. Do you know why? Because alcohol has their fucking audience. <laughs> of course, and, they, and it always will have their audience. Right. And everyone loves to have a little drink here and there, right? I mean, maybe not us, but... Yeah, Heck, not me. But I hey, have one here and there. Not me, but you know, hey, that's cool. I, I don't, I don't have any problems with it, right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not out here talking about how awful alcohol is. It's like, do your thing, guys. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's the thing with business. That's the thing with the world is that you you can't you can't listen to the you know the 6.5 billion people on the earth who are telling you to go fuck yourself. You need to just be really happy for the half a billion people who like you. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to get everyone that likes you. That's it. That's true. That's right. So you just, you just find the people who are going to like your shit and you, you make sure that you do the show that they, you know, you're doing the show that they want to see. And, and then that's, that's kind of my way of looking at it with, with Dax is like, dude needs to just chill the fuck out. Right, and he's but it's full also- of shit too, Chris. That's another thing that I've got a problem with, man. Because the thing is, the week before he was kind of alluding, he he got upset about Brian Alvarez. Essentially, I don't know if you want to call it predicting or he had his sources. Um, he's pretty much saying, "Look, I've heard that they've signed a new four-year deal with AEW. If they haven't, then they're off to WWE." That's basically what he said, right? But that's what he was hearing. So then Dax has to have a cry about it on the podcast. So this all worked out perfectly the way this is all gone about, right? Because he has a cry saying, yeah, we'll get Alvarez to come to our next signing that we have, right? At some conference, right? And I'll talk to him man to man, face to face, blah, blah, blah. And tell him he's full of shit. He doesn't know shit. He doesn't know nothing. And, you know, who the fuck is he to know? To know what, what goes on in our personal lives and what we've signed and what we haven't signed, right? Right. And I'm thinking, shut the fuck up, man. They've got sources. Whether you like it or not, there's always fucking rats. It just it is what it is, right? I mean, there's always someone that fucking leaks out some sort of information. Not everything is total bullshit, whether people like to say that or not, especially the wrestlers. I'm sorry, yeah. but not everything is fucking bullshit. And then what do you know? Uh, even Jeff, our very own Jeff Lippman, he said it. 
I think it was on Uncaged. You were having internet issues at the time. But he even said that... Um, uh, I bet you he's going to announce that these podcasts is no more because they've signed a new four-year contract with AEW. That's exactly what he did, Chris. So, And I agree with Jeff about that because that's all it is. I bet you Tony Khan said to him, no more of your podcast. We'll give you four years on the condition that you don't do the podcast anymore because it's you're, you say too much. You talk too much, Dr. Songos. Right. No, and I In mean, this listen. case, you talk too much. And listen, if I'm if I'm Dax, like my response to that is okay, cool. And then I put out a tweet that say, "Hey guys, we're shutting down the we're shutting down the podcast. Um, you know, uh, me and Cash are, uh, are 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 focusing on being the best tag team in the world over the next four years. And then maybe you know, and then maybe we'll see what happens afterwards. It might be something that we're interested in doing. But for the next four years, we're going to be hyper focused on being the absolute best." you know tag team in the world and that's going to be our goal we're not going right. to you know we're not going to have time for podcasting he doesn't have to sell anything it's like you know and when the dirt sheets come out and say oh we we've heard that they've signed a four-year contract and then he goes oh no i didn't oh fuck you guys how, how would you know if i signed a contract the best thing he as soon as he starts talking like that everybody on the internet goes oh yeah they signed they definitely signed hey, fuck the yeah. best thing for him to do is somebody comes out with a thing that says, "Blah, oh, they they sign a four year contract." Just don't even fucking acknowledge it. I agree. And if somebody yeah. and if somebody asks, you just go, "I don't know. We'll see what happens." One hundred percent, man. But instead, he he plays out on it that because of everyone fucking saying shit, we're going to stop the podcast. No, fuck off, dickhead. Yeah, you're not like, doing that because of that. You're stopping the podcast because. You're full-time now back with AEW. And that's that. Just say that. Yep. Don't turn everything into a fucking work or some shit. Even though he's telling you it's not. But yep. yeah. Yeah. 100%. Bullshit. That's all I say, man. You're full of shit. Shut the fuck up. And just be happy that you've fucking got a four-year deal. And then on top of that, they, they come out and say, Oh, but this is our last contract. We're going to retire after four years. Everyone's going to forget you said that. Probably not, actually. But come four years, you know you don't know what you're gonna fucking be doing. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Yeah, every <laughs> everybody that I know who does something difficult, I mean, even if they do something difficult that is that makes them a lot of money, um, they all talk about how that you know, oh, I'm gonna be retiring soon, or you know, I'm not gonna do this much past forty or whatever, like. You know, I've heard from like my dad does like really hard work, right? He does he right, does like absolutely. heavy duty construction type stuff, right? He he runs equipment and that. And uh, I've heard I'm gonna fucking retire next year, man. I can't do this anymore. Oh, Literally gosh. every year of my life, and I'm 37. So <laughs> you know, like this is what people do when they're in this kind of business. Is uh, I don't know, I I think we're going to retire at the end of this. And then, and then TK is going to come to them at the end of the four years and say, Hey guys, you know, uh, what do you think about coming back for another two year contract? And we'll pay you $3 million a year. Guarantee you they resign. Do you know what 100%, I mean? Absolutely. Or if TK doesn't, and if, and if triple H at the time is really taken over, over in WWE, you're going to tell me triple H isn't going to want the revival back. He helped build them. Hmm. Even though, according to them, they weren't Triple H guys. Can you believe that shit? He said that on his podcast two weeks ago. Yeah, whatever. I mean, 
whatever. He'd want them back is, is my point, right? So. Yeah, definitely. And they <clears> think they got the, the bad end of the stick in WWE. I mean, did they really? They, they were former tag champs. Give me a break. I mean, tag team wrestling has a bad had a bad has a bad end of the stick in the WWE. They well, I think now it's improved though a little bit. Just, just. I mean, just. Yeah, like yes, their current tag team champions were made a big deal, and yes, the the tag team champions before that were a big deal. But anybody else stand out to you? <laughs> You're right. I mean, that's true. Uh, not many. I mean, if any. I mean, the Viking, uh, the Viking Raiders have have been tag champions in WWE. They have, yeah. Oh well, <laughs> that's how memorable it was. I don't even fucking remember, dude. But uh, they yep. do have pretty deadly, which I kind of don't mind. Yeah, okay, they're, they're that's a fun little team or whatever. But like, are they really like a highly memorable group? I don't think that they are, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that that group exists right now. And that's the thing is like. Yeah, okay, there's a lot of really awful shit in the tag team division in general in WWE. It's not That's it's not too. just one team. It's the whole division has been booked like shit for forever. So maybe that improves. Maybe that gets better. I hope it does. And if it does, then, you know, maybe four years from now, FTR, or, you know, FTR back to being the revival. <laughs> um you know what's funny, dude? Even on the podcast, the intro song on his podcast, right, is the Say Yeah song. Say Yeah. You know what I mean? So what does that tell you? I like that song. Um, so do I, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I I feel like four years from now we'll be hearing something else from them. But, I mean, who knows? You know, injuries can happen. There's lots of things that can happen between now and then. Speaking of injuries... Um, one guy who can no longer wrestle because of it, because of injuries is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And um, this this week he had something very interesting to say um, that the Dollar King Kevin Panetta should should pay attention to. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, he was uh, he was speaking to Sports Illustrated, and this is what he had to say: "Quote to me, you can't take the belt off Roman right now. You oh. want to get it to Cody somehow, some way, sometime, but now's not the time." I'm sure WWE will always have detractors saying Cody should have won, even when event, even when he eventually wins. But I won't lie; it feels nice to be. Oh, sorry. Um, Cody will get his moment, and you'll appreciate it more when it happens because the story will will mean a lot. Will have a lot more meaning to it. Yeah. So Steve Austin agrees with me, um, and uh, basically, you know, disagrees with the Dollar King. Uh, Cody should not have won at WrestleMania <laughs> and, uh, and it's better for the story that he didn't. And, uh, it'll be better. It'll be a better story in the long run once he's able to overcome some things. Um, that's, I, I, I... no, continue. Sorry. That's just the case. That's just storytelling. I mean, I, I honestly think that he's the right guy to beat Roman eventually. I, I do. Like, I, I actually think he's the right guy. Not because I like Cody Rhodes, but because I don't think anyone else is built to the point where they'd even be believable beating Roman Reigns right now. Cody, I think, still would, but he's got to go through that hero's journey first. Right, but what did, what did, what did the Dollar King say, actually, first of all? He, oh, he's, he's very... He's said a lot of things. He 
He uh, he said that he's not watching uh, WWE until Roman loses the belt. What? He said that uh, yeah. He said um, he said that uh, the only people who think that Cody Rhodes shouldn't have won are company people, and uh, you know everybody else is is uh, knows knows what's up. That Cody <laughs> Rhodes would have been would have been a bigger star if he would have won at WrestleMania. Um, the Cody Rhodes would have been a bigger star than Roman if he had won at WrestleMania. Uh, There's coming. lots of things that Kevin have sa- has said over the Damn. last little bit here that make me think that maybe the Dollar King needs a few more dollars for like a brain transplant <laughs> or something. But <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Kev, we love you, man. Here, at the no, we do. We, we, I, I love you, Kev. I love you, buddy. I'm just but to, to go that far and say all that, man, over Cody not winning. Look, I get it. All right, I, I, I initially wanted cody to win too but i knew the second fucking Roman reigns came out right just the, he was just boss mode when he came out at wrestlemania the way he did i knew from that point on what am i talking about Roman reigns gonna win he's gonna win like it just he's a bigger star than cody whether the, whether you like it or not it just is what it is you know what i mean cody's great what i don't agree with though what i don't like is that does he really have to go through lesnar to beat uh, Reigns and I get it. it like for him to to dig that deep to beat Roman he needs to beat someone like a Brock Lesnar I get the story I totally yep. get it mm-hmm. but uh, it's just I don't know man uh, if, if if Brock agrees to put him over I'll be shocked that should tell you something about Cody but uh, I guess it doesn't hurt Brock right uh, it wouldn't hurt him at all would it no Brock's bulletproof like at this point Brock could come Brock could lose his next three matches, come back in six months, and everybody would have completely forgotten that he had ever lost anything. Uh, Brock is Brock. Brock is the guy who beat the streak. Brock is the guy who beat Roman Reigns on how many straight WrestleManias? Three before Roman finally won? Um, No. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. wrestled six times, bro, at Mania, I think. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) Now that you think about it, right? That is ridiculous. But yeah. Brock is bulletproof. I mean, that guy, he's never... You can't bury Brock Lesnar. But, but see, the th- my problem is believability is my problem. I can't take Cody serious to beat someone like a Brock Lesnar. I right. just think it Which could is... possibly backfire on Cody if Brock loses. Yeah. that's. I agree with you, which is why I think that the best thing to do is have Cody lose to Brock Lesnar first. And then you have Cody say, okay, I want my rematch. Brock says, no, you haven't proven that you, (laughs) that you deserve a rematch with me. You have Cody go away for a bit, go work with, go work another program. But while he's off working this other program, you start to see little hints of like more bite, more edge out of Cody, right? He's not, uh, he's not smiling so much anymore, right? He starts to, he starts to actually become, the American nightmare and he beats Brock and then he beats him again, even more decisively than Roman has. And then, and then you've got this situation where Cody can say, Roman, the reason why you are who you are is because you were able to conquer the beast. You were able to conquer this thing that nobody else could and nobody else had conquered. Well, I've conquered the same fucking mountain as you. I want my rematch. And then you have a more serious Cody Rhodes go into, whether it's SummerSlam, 
I honestly think Mania next year is probably the best story. At this story. point, it's probably the best way to go, right? And and not only that, you have him have a situation where, you know, Cody's in a bad mood and Cody's getting a little bit, like, you know, grimier and a little bit angrier and et cetera. Um, Cody gets in the face of Triple H on TV. Triple H says, you know, be good. we don't put up with this shit. So uh, at Royal Rumble this year, you're going to be the first, uh, you know, you, you may have won the Royal Rumble last year, but let's be real. You were the 30th entrant and the last guy that you were in there with, you know, had already been in there for 51 minutes or whatever it was that Gunther sure. was in there for. Right. And then you have Cody Rhodes go out there. You have him la- last the entire Royal Rumble, win it. And then at Mania, he can go in there with this with this air of like okay i conquered the same fucking mountain you conquered roman i won the royal rumble after being first overall instead of being 30th which is a heel fucking move winning the royal rumble at number 30 is a heel spot it's something a bad guy does this is not your hero spot the hero doesn't come in and pick the bones clean of the already beaten villain that's not that isn't a hero's journey a hero's journey is to overcome. So no, you have him right. go in next year at WrestleMania and say, I conquered the same fucking mountain you did. I won the Royal Rumble. I'm getting this rematch. And at this point, you can have you can have it so that the fucking the bloodline has collapsed and it's just Roman and he's barely held on the last few times he's been able to defend his title against Kevin Owens or whoever, or Sami Zayn or against Jay Uso or whatever leading up to mania. And then at mania, it's finally Cody Rhodes who finishes the empire ends it after the empire collapsed within. And then the crowning and then the crowning finally happens at, at, at WrestleMania where Rome falls hmm. i agree i like the sound of that but the thing is how do you prolong cody to get to wrestlemania i mean how many f- matches you said about three matches with brock but then after that where do you go with cody that's the thing yeah well i mean i think that i, I honestly think that at that point you can have it so that cody's going i want my match and roman's going no you haven't earned it and i don't I don't recognize what you've done as being important because, yeah, you beat Brock, but I beat him first, so it's not important, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I've got other things to deal with, right? But at that point, you can even start using that as a storyline topic for the rest of everything, right? It can be be that, you know, the rest of the bloodline is looking at Roman and going, Tribal Chief, like, it looks like you're scared of Cody. (laughs) And he'd be like, no, I already beat him once, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, but, I can see that. But this is a good storytelling device, right? This is something that can help build not just the story of Cody Rhodes, but it can help push the story of the bloodline. It can help push the story of all kinds of other things, right? Right. I, and I like that. But, but does he need some friends, though, to join him? Uh, a la the elite. <laughs> I know. No, he does not. No, that wouldn't. <laughs> That would be the least satisfying thing I think I could possibly imagine in my life because <laughs> Cody need like I it should be Cody, Kevin and Sammy, you know, continuing to be like the soldiers against the the bloodline. That's how the, that's really what they ought to keep doing. Um but like 
pushing it even further like that with like the elite coming in and all this other stuff, then it takes away from the story of Cody Rhodes, right? Cody wasn't able to do it by himself. Cody should be able to beat Roman by himself after the empire crumbles from within. That's the story that they need to tell. That'll be the most satisfying. Is that what they're going to do? Probably not. not. Right. But to me, that's the most satisfying story is, okay, I won the Royal Rumble, but I won it at number 30. I didn't have to really beat anybody going into it. Um, you know, my pec was injured, etc. But there was somebody else who was a more popular challenger at the time that I won the Royal Rumble anyway, right? But I went into WrestleMania and I didn't win. Now I have to come back. That's a way more satisfying story to me. But we'll see what happens. No, it sounds good. It sounds interesting. That's for sure, man. It's just uh, building two WrestleManias where I'm a bit, you know, a bit worried. Because the thing is... How long is even Sammy and Kevin going to last for as a tag team? Do you know what I mean? I don't see them lasting for too long, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. But again, you don't... I don't think that the best story is a group of wrestlers come together and take down the bloodline. I don't think that's the best story. I honestly think that the, the most effective the most interesting story is the bloodline crumbles and because of that roman loses yeah i could see that and then him crying about it like yeah, it's because of all you guys that you, you know i lost and blah, blah blah if he stays healed that is of course yeah and if not then there's a good reason for him to turn face right exactly well we'll see what happens i mean it, it sounds interesting um, I hope they do have long-term in mind, and I'm sure they do. We just don't know how they're going to execute it. So we'll see. Hunter does. Hunter definitely has the long-term in mind. A hundred percent. I agree with you, man. Whether he's totally in control is what worries me. Because going by this past week of WWE programming, I don't know, bro. It feels like Vinnie Mac again, but maybe we're just saying that as an excuse to fucking Triple H. Maybe. And I have heard that post draft is is sort of the time when that's triple the, h is really going to be that's the, the new excuse that everyone's putting out there now right post draft we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see is definitely the right way to take that news um all right do we have to do we have to actually talk about this fucking wrestling program did we just do 43 minutes of not talking about AEW really except for the very start of the show uh it's been my favorite show so far <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we have to. And boy, I mean, we can fucking swing through this pretty quick. But I've got a feeling we're going to have a lot to say. But still, uh, let's see. This, this, you, you, you know, somebody like <laughs> uh, Kev thinks that Cody losing, uh, you know, was was a burial. No, 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 Kev. Pay uh, attention to the rest of this show. You're going to hear a fucking burial as we talk about the rest of this show. Um. Damn. Jungle Boy comes out to the ring to speak, (laughs) but he's interrupted after a few words by Sammy Guevara, who is then interrupted after a few words by Darby Allen. (laughs) I'm so not looking forward to this. Can can I ask you, is Darby a heel now? He definitely seemed a little heelish tonight, didn't he? It seemed like it. I'm just saying. It seemed like everybody in the fucking ring was a little bit heelish. (laughs) Like, everybody said some shit that I was like, hang on. What? <laughs> I'm confused, but please continue. Jungle Boy doesn't like the little kids in the face paint? Jesus Christ. It's, it's Jack now. Jungle Jack. Jungle Jack. <laughs> JJ. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. So Darby says Sammy isn't qualified for the world title. That's accurate. Uh, Jericho is holding Sammy back. Might also be true. Um, I have here, is there real backstage heat between Perry and Darby? Because Alan talks him down hard, saying, like, you're only here because you're part of the California crew. The you know, sort of crew. What the sort of that? insinuating that he's only there because his dad was famous, which I mean, he's not wrong. If this... If he wasn't, if he was Jack Johnson, do you think anybody would give a shit? <laughs> Jack Johnson. Yeah, no, you're right. And let's be honest, man. His dad is the epitome of cool, something that Jungle Jack will never be. It just, it is what it is. Unfortunately, Luke Perry was the cool one. Jack Perry, not so much. But he does have a hot girlfriend, so I'll give him that cool uh perry talks shit about darby saying he's really a dick backstage um again he says that line about how uh, you know every week i come out here and i see all these kids with their face painted up like you and i just think you know if they only knew what you were really like i'm left going jesus christ are these guys fucking shooting on each other like <laughs> these guys everybody seems like a fucking asshole here in this program um yeah he says that uh, Darby's only in AEW because he couldn't make it as a skateboarder. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Perry then says that he talk, you know, he talks about the respect that he has for Sammy, um, in spite of Sammy still being a scumbag piece of shit. There was an awful lot of cursing uh, yeah. on this night. That's why I wanted to point out how Jeff said apparently they get fines every week for cursing, but all I hear every week is cursing, Chris. So. Apparently, the fines are not enough. Um, <laughs> Sammy says that uh, Perry is just like MJF, um, but him and Darby will do everything they can, and they put their bodies on the line, etc. Um, MJF comes out to save us from the other pillars speaking, so thank God for MJF. Um, he says immediately that Brick Baker sucks in Pittsburgh, so gets a good reaction on that one. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that a little later because I don't know. It kind of seemed like they were running a cuck angle on uh, Adam Cole. So um, <clears throat> there's going to be a tournament, but there's Another only one. three people. So tournaments don't really work with three people. So um, by way of a name coming out of a hat, Darby gets a bye to the second round. I predicted that. I said, I'll, I'll bet you. I said to D, I go, I'll bet you it's going to be Darby. And what do you know? Bang, it was. What a stupid fucking thing to suggest, though. What are you talking about? A this is a this is a tournament. Is that that's what happens? So so after tonight, Jungle Boy isn't part of the main event thing anymore. He just isn't. He's not going to be part of it anymore moving forward, and it's going to be somebody else. I have no idea, but um, I guess Darby's already in the finals, so that means. Wait a minute, I'm confused. So we've got semifinals, right? And finals, right? That's it. Yep. Because Derby gets a bye. Uh, and we mean? don't have and we don't have semifinals. We have semifinal because Oh, oh that's right. You're right, because of the bye. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be the smarter booking, even though this is all dumb in the first place? I wouldn't have even had a tournament, okay? Because I know AEW love their tournaments, love their battle royales, they love all that shit, and their diamond, whatever it is, diamond, fucking battle royals. 
But wouldn't it be smarter, say, if um, if MJF faced Darby and if he beat Darby, then uh, he doesn't go through, right? I mean, and, he, and if MJF won, right, another match after that, none of them get a shot at, at MJF. Well, if they're really trying to set up a 1v1 for the for the next pay-per-view, just have a three-way match. That's it. Right. That's the logical thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to give you the scenario of what TK is thinking, if that's even possible, <laughs> when it comes to tournaments. But you're right. It should have been just a three-way, and that's that. Or even better yet, fuck it. Go four-way and have it for the championship. Right, or just have a four-way match for the for the title. I, I don't but, know. Like, but there's a lot way, of things that they could have done that would have been a lot that would have made a lot more sense than a tournament between three guys. And this is a du- uh, double or nothing, which I'm assuming will be the main event. That's something I am not looking forward to as a main event. Like, if this Excuse year me. the WWE announced that the that the King of the Ring was coming back and that there were only going to be three competitors and that one of them was going <laughs> to get a bye to the final, you'd go what what the fuck is this well funny you bring that up i'm pretty sure king of the ring is become is coming back as a pl as a pl uh cool so there you go (laughs) cool also i just want to give a little shout out to rick steiner who i downloaded uh, today on my wwe 2k23 um since the steiner pack came out so rick steiner yeah, so so Rick oh, Steiner is uh is is now I'm gonna I'm gonna add the Steiner brothers. I'm gonna add both of the Steiner brothers to my AEW roster and have him versus Nyla Rose <laughs> in a in a street fight right away when I'm done here. Oh so. shit. Oh that I'm glad that who else is out in this pack actually, Chris? Um Hit Row. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's Hit, Hit Row. Row and the Steiners. So Can't wait. Yeah, that's I'll it. have. I'll have a. That's it. Yeah, it's usually Ugh. just five people in these packs, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm going to add the Steiners to my WCW oh, roster. Oh no, I'm excited, definitely, man, because I've already paid for the season pass. So, yeah, man, I'm going to play it as soon as we we're done. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm not paying for that fucking pack though that they had, where it's like, where it's like you know the John Cena, Batista, and like it's all of those guys from that like from that ovw class but from right. like their early 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 years i'm not paying 25 dollars well, for that it's fucking don't retarded. kill me but i did i paid for the whole shebang oh my god <laughs> i always do bro i always fucking do oh my god jimmy you're the problem <laughs> with wrestling fans <laughs> no i'm just fucking yeah no, no I, I laugh because i can see where you're coming from i only do that look that's the only game where i'll pay for all the dlc up front because i feel like wrestling games and dlc kind of go hand in hand if that makes sense you want kind of everything per se in wrestling just not doubles yeah i agree there's too many doubles in a lot of wrestling games there's like eight john cena's in this fucking game yeah, I, like see, uh, that's, come on it's it's ridiculous come like, on straight now. up it's true that's not cool um all right so uh Tony and Ruby versus Hater and Baker. Uh, Baker obviously gets a great reaction uh, being from Pittsburgh. True. Um, you're never going to believe this, Jimmy, but they brawl on the outside to start the match. You can, you can follow along right here. Um, <laughs> because this, this is a running fucking theme for the night. Um, it is. 
the outcasts are both in the ring at the same at the same time but instead of them double teaming hater which would have got sympathy and heat and which would have built a professional wrestling match properly they're both in the ring and hater beats the shit out of both of them at the same time um baker waves a towel around while this is happening um her friend is literally in there against two people and baker just stands in the corner and waves a towel <laughs> great uh super one-sided uh... match here as the faces just basically dominate every minute of this match and uh jimmy what is like the one thing that faces need some heat they need sympathy oh well yeah okay? exactly they, they they need to build drama and the wow. way that you build drama in a wrestling match is <laughs> you have the, the bad parents. guys <laughs> dominate by cheating that's how you build a professional wrestling match um the, but the faces just completely dominate basically every minute of this except that there is a spot where baker gets hit in the face with the title followed by a storm zero and kicks out at two so Tony's finish is buried. You can pretty much just release her. She's fucked. I'm never going to believe that she can beat anyone again at this point because literally a belt <laughs> shot followed by her finish wasn't able to beat anybody. Um, Baker then wins with her finish, uh, which was great for the live crowd. I'm, you know, Pittsburgh really loved this. Um, but this is bad business. This was a... This was... <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this. This was booked by a six-year-old in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, I will say the mother. Think, th this is literally. Fussy. This is literally like when like you see the little kids, right? And the little kids right. when they play with their with their little action figures, it never comes across as really interesting because it's always just Batman kicking the shit out of the Joker, right? The Joker is just there to get his ass kicked, right? So nobody watches when little kids play with their action figures because it's not interesting. There's no drama because the good guy just dominates every second of every minute and wins, right? That is not interesting storytelling in professional wrestling. I agree 100%. This was garbage, dude. And uh, I will say that Britt Baker's old lady, the oh, you know, her mother, she seemed feisty, bro. She was getting into that shit. I'm not going to lie. Um, I thought you but, were talking about Adam Cole when you said Britt Baker's old lady, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That's why I uh, actually rephrased what I just said. But um, yeah, apparently Adam Cole's parents were in the front row too. I don't know if, how true that was, but uh, whatever. I guess he's from Pittsburgh as well. But anyway, yeah, this sucked. This was garbage. And um, it is what it is because they need sympathy, right? And uh did you I'm really not, feel sympathy? Because I didn't. Like, I'm not even saying that they had to. The, the, I I don't I don't agree with the WWE principle of like <laughs> always bury the makes you know, always bury though. the the hometown cr cr guy. I'm not I'm not right. saying that. But like, have a really competitive match. Like, have a match where the fa where the faces are getting their asses kicked and they have to pull one out. That's how you get the real pop from the crowd. Like. No, you're right. It's true, man. But instead, they I, I don't get it, man, because this whole show has got a, a running gag to it, man. And it felt very much the same in many ways. And we'll get to another point where it yeah. involves sympathy 
shall we say, even though it's the wrong type of sympathy, in my opinion. But anyway, we'll get to that. All but, uh, kinds of the wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, but anyway, yeah, after this segment, I just thought, wow. So like, so next week, are they going to officially change uh, Britt Baker's name to Road Warrior Britt? Because... <laughs> You know what's bad? I feel sorry for the outside hers, Chris. Remember, that's yeah, your remember. that's I, your term, dude. You haven't been saying it, but that's you know what's going to happen. I assume that the outside hers, the outcasts, are going to get their asses kicked eventually, and uh, that's that. And Britt Baker and Adam Cole, Bay Bay. I I can see. I don't know if it'll be at Blood and Guts or War Games. They might have War Games where you have the girls. The first ever intergender war games, bro. Can you see that? Oh, or is God. that a, or is that a long shot? Am I going I way not. too far ahead? But I can see them announcing something like that, bro. It'll be Jess and the outside hers versus Adam Cole and his baby in Britt Baker, and uh, who's the, who's the other ones? I forgot. Uh, Jamie Hader. That's and, it, uh, Jamie Hader, and uh, we, we need some boys. I assume maybe. I don't know who the fuck comes and helps Adam Cole, but someone is got to help Adam Cole. I just can see an intergender war games match because AEW's woke, bro. An intergender war games Remember first I blood said match. That. Great. If if it doesn't happen this year, it will eventually happen. You watch. Eh. Anyway, there's a there's an interesting comment there from Facebook user. Um, pretty sure I know who that's from, and it's not probably Jargo. Um, <laughs> comment says, "Boo, where's the good host? Who's a great dancer?" Pretty <laughs> sure that's Jeff. <laughs> God damn it, Jeff! Why, why, why? But anyway, <laughs> not Jargo. <laughs> probably not. Jargo. Probably Jargo. All right. Shout, um, shout outs. Shout outs to Jeff. Shout outs to Jeff Lippman. We love you, buddy. Um, Absolutely. Wardlow is backstage, and uh, he says that, you know, uh, Hobbs has all this help and everything, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's important, to, it's important to me to have a good showing here in Pittsburgh, where I'm from, and the crowd was completely fucking silent for this, by Dead. the way. They showed him, and they Dead. gave zero fucks that Wardlow was from this fucking city. Um, you know what's funny, dude? It was that silent that I didn't even realize he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. No shit. Yep. But you're right, he is. He actually is from Pittsburgh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he then says that, you know, when I started, I had a horseman in my <laughs> corner, and uh, now I've got another <laughs> I've got another horseman who's in my corner. <clears throat> and I, I fully expected the corpse of Chris Benoit to come back. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Or oh, wouldn't it have been better if it was uh, an actual toy horse that just popped up out of nowhere? That would have been great. You know what would have been fantastic is if he talked up. You know, give give it like two weeks where somebody's talking about how they they've got they've got a horseman coming and they've got this great they've got this amazing you know legend this legendary horseman (laughs) and then it's fucking Chavo on his little pony. That would just be. (laughs) What was the fucking horse's name? I I can't remember, but fuck was that funny? What was it? Pepe. Oh man. Pepe, that's it, Pepe. That's exactly uh, right, spot on. Pepe. <laughs> and then you get fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Saturn with his mop come along too. Moppy. Oh, man, Moppy versus <laughs> Pepe is like the feud that we deserved, you know? <laughs> no, no, that's... and throw in Wardlow too. Come on, three-way uh, dance. Oh, fuck. In a Great Wardlow's stuff. world match. 
Wardlow's world. <laughs> oh, fuck. So anyway, Arn's going to come down to the ring with them tonight. whoop de fucking do. whoop Who cares? This guy's done for, bro. Speaking right. of done, we'll get to that part, too. We will. Um, anyway, next up, we've got the Elite. They come out together. Omega takes the mic <sighs> to say that he doesn't have much to say other than that they want to face the combat club. And I thought, what the fuck are you doing? You come out this to the weird, ring, bro. you make an entrance, you go, I don't have anything to say, I just want to fucking <laughs> fight. Why don't you just yeah. find them backstage and fight? What are you doing? Um, anyway, uh, Brian Danielson gets on, uh, comes on the big screen, uh, makes fun of them for a minute, and then the club jump them from behind. But of course, the Bucks can't sell for the ROH champion uh, <laughs> as they beat the shit out of the club right away, and the only one who seems to sell anything is uh, Kenny Omega, because... True, that's true. That's the kind of guys these EVPs are. Um, the Combat Club eventually take over. Danielson comes to the ring, calling the elites amateurs. Don Callis comes down, but he runs to the back right away, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, there's something suspicious about Don Callis, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, Brian says Kenny has potential, but he keeps acting like an amateur, which is very true. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know, like... That is so accurate. It's like Brian Danielson is like he's the living, breathing version of Jim Cornette. I, it's great. Um, <laughs> it was so amateur that they got fooled once again like amateurs when the BCC come from behind. Right. And then Take a Shit comes down and clears the whole club out of the ring like he's Hulk Hogan circa 1994. <laughs> or was it circa 1988? fuck man what the fuck is this kid they really think he's like he's this he's they really fucking booked him as if oh yeah he'll clear everybody from the combat club he'll like the fact that they had him clear out claudio bad enough then they had him clear out mox fucking ridiculous i don't give a fuck what they do with yuda they they can have yuda's the fucking pin eater for this group anyway so whatever but can I just Takeshita? say, well, to be fair to Takeshita, if you saw when he first came out, when Don Callis was kind of pushing him towards the ring, mm-hmm. he was like, nah, why? Like, why do I need to be out here for? Like, yep. to be fair. So I'll take my hat off to him for that. And then suddenly okay. he Hulk Hogan ripped his shirt off. Yeah. And then he you clears don't fuck the with fucking me, brother. ring. Yeah, right. Then he clears the ring. All he had to do was this. And that was it. You know, hand perfect. to the ear. Boom. It would have been running wild, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, look, this is dumb, stupid. Uh, what can I say other than she's plain stupid? Like, so now we've got Takeshita. I don't know what why Don Callis has a hard-on for Takeshita. If you've noticed, over the last two months, he's kind of been pushing Takeshita towards Kenny and kind of pushing the Bucks aside for whatever reason, if you've noticed, right? Yeah, it's like he really wants the golden lovers, but like maybe the yeah, yeah. So if man, dude, don't say that because if they're going, oh man, I can see this. So let me guess: the Bucks eventually bring Kota Ibushi back, right? And he has to choose between one Asian lover to the other Asian lover, dude. I can see AEW doing that shit. That would be. I hope I'm wrong. Story. You'll be a golden piss, all right, of a story. I gotta be honest, man. I like for me dream booking this. It's uh, okay. The the BCC versus um, versus the elite, and then 
Adam Page comes out to finally <laughs> help them uh, to even up the odds to be four on four because Takeshka gets injured or whatever. And then, uh, and then right as it looks like the elite are about to win, Cult of Personality hits. Yeah. Um, CM Punk hits, hits Adam Page with a go to sleep, and they get the win. <laughs> that, that would that would just be the perfect fucking moment for me. I would cheer my fucking ass off. I would. That would be cool. But if yeah. if they booked that, I would literally get on here every week and be like, you know what? I trust Tony <laughs> Khan. <laughs> I trust Tony Khan to do the right Booker thing. Of the, yeah. Booker, Booker of the, of the fucking year. He'll be my Booker of the year at that point if he can book that, because that would just be Absolutely. great. But... but I think we're hoping for too much. Way too much. Way, way too much. Way too much. 100%. Um, Alright. Speaking of way too much, um, fucking long-ass title reigns, man. Fuck those. Uh, oh, no. Fuck long-ass title. What are you talking about, long title fucking... Uh... Uh, things man fucking why did I go blank just then I don't a person know. should only have a title for like two weeks maybe like three a week max. bro what are you talking it's, about come on yeah I know crazy. three max that's that's how we roll here at AEW bro anyway powerhouse Hobbs comes out uh, for his TNT championship match with Wardlow this is war yeah, yeah. Um, boy did they kill both of these guys Fuck me, dude. Um, so it's a couple big hosses in this match. So they start mm. by brawling outside. Mm-hmm. Brawling outside to start the match. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Yeah. What, what? I'm confused, bro. Who in their right mind thinks this is great booking? I... Honest question, bro. Yeah, like Wardlow has the title, loses the title. Three weeks later, he gets the title back. And mind you, he was gone for fucking two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was. Is this long-term storytelling? Because to me, it's not. No, this is, we had an idea, we wanted to switch it, and then we realized we were going to Pitts, we were going to Pittsburgh and we wanted to get a big crowd reaction by giving the title back to Wardlow in his hometown. That's what this was fucking joke so what so so now by double or nothing maybe uh, Hobbs gets a rematch and, he, and then Wardlow loses again I don't know are they going to the Bay Area anytime soon good question they will be on the west coast I think though for double or nothing could be wrong I'll look it up actually but if right. they are on the west coast then uh yeah I, I do like this uh QT Marshall uh has officially answered us here um in the Facebook group. And he says, um, you don't understand the inner workings of the professional wrestling business, which is exactly <laughs> what I thought. Um, holy fuck. Um, by the way, this whole match was basically built to have QT Marshall, um, powder out and go away because that's what everybody really wanted to see is QT Marshall get his comeuppance. Cause we all, we all focus so much on QT Marshall and everyone's just, Everyone, he's he's got that awesome kind of heat, like a Bobby Heenan or or like a or like a Jim Cornette, where you know him getting his comeuppance really means something. No, of course I'm 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 being facetious. QT Marshall is a fucking drain on the professional wrestling business and should fuck off and just go to train people. He can train people just fine. Train people. Yeah, Do it. that's it. And guess what, Chris? It's in Vegas, so it is on the West Coast. All right. Well, if they happen to be going to northern california uh on that run then maybe 
Maybe Hobbs. But can we win do the have Luchasaurus back. to contend to to um, contend with, though. Also, apparently. Right. So I guess maybe what's going to happen then is QT Marshall and Powerhouse Hobbs are going to win the tag team titles. Oh God, no! I hope not. Anyway, yeah. Um, Wardlow wins. Lols. Um, Christian Cage's music hits, and he comes out with Luchasaurus. So they can point at each other for 30 seconds like a bunch of fucking doofuses. Because this is a blood feud now, bro. Wait, there you are. There you are, Jimmy. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're next. What no, you gonna do, brother? No, you're next. <laughs> no, you're I'm next. Get you. <laughs> <laughs> so cutie, so stupid, so fucking childish. Yeah. This was dumb as fuck. Um, so Hobbs is buried. Q tree. QT was treated like a major deal. Cage and Dino do nothing. Uh, a point. Fuck this company? I, I Like, fuck mm. this company. Also, so far we've had uh, the tag match between the women started with brawling on the outside. Um, there was brawling on the outside when um, the club and the elite got in the ring with each other. And then they started this match with brawling on the outside. And there's more brawling on the outside to come. There is indeed. Um, MJF is backstage. He attempts to pay Sammy off. Um, and I totally got this reference. Basically, MJF uh, is paying people to be his friend. So this is actually Tony Khan writing what he knows. Bingo. There yeah. you go. 100%. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. Um, Absolutely. Up next, Commander... And Jay White. Oh. I have here in my notes, this Kill match me. needs to be three minutes max. White <laughs> looks great. <laughs> White looks great. Maybe they can do something with him. <clears throat> mm, I've got a bad feeling already, Chris. Yeah. This match went way too fucking long. And we, we both said it. It should have been a one-minute tops match. Yeah. But they're probably going to give him 15 fucking minutes. It felt like half an hour, bro. Why yeah. did this match go as long as it did? This doesn't make Jay White look fucking good, man. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't make the professional wrestling business look good when Jay White is literally holding Commander's hand while he bounces up and down and 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 up and down on the ring. Um, no. If I'm <laughs> fighting you and you're doing a trampoline bit on the fucking ring ropes, I'm pushing you off. Yeah. Right. Especially someone like Jay White's character. That's ex that's exactly what he would do. Do you know what I'm saying? But no. Maybe that's like what said. the Japanese version of him would do, but the version of him here in America will just stand there and hold Commander's hand so that he doesn't hurt himself. And get this, he's signed now to AEW thanks to this match, it seems. I'm talking about Yay. Commander. Yay. Um, they show Sean Spears in the crowd, which gets a pretty decent little reaction. I love Sean Spears, by the way. So do I, but what are the fuck are they doing with him? What's what these start and restart, stop, restart? Like so from what I understand is that for the last several months, he's been at home because he because requested of time off so that he could spend some time with his baby. So okay. I can't even... I love my fucking kids, dude. Oh, I can't. Of course. I, of course. I can't oh, even I talk shit about Sean on this. this was, <laughs> I'd yeah, want to well, go lucky. spend some time with my fucking kids too. He's very lucky that he has a boss like TK. Then, because if that was in WWE, that Vince would have been like, "Kids, 
I hate kids. Kids. You, I'll give you I'll give you thirty thousand dollars more a year <laughs> to pay for a nanny. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what he said to Vince Russo. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Shout outs to our boss Vince Russo. Shout outs to Vince. Also the other Vince, McMahon, <laughs> who is a gigantic <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Get a nanny, damn it. <laughs> You can pay you aren't I paying you enough to get a nanny? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the point, Vince. Not yeah. the point. Your kid doesn't need to know who their father is. Oh fuck it. Vince McMahon. Oh god. All right. So Commander, <laughs> yeah, funny. he does a bunch of flips while Jay White holds his hand. Match is already <laughs> fucked. The two of them exchange strikes, which Ooh. honestly at that point I was like, Nope, Jay White's a jobber. Um Ooh. Commander Steam. finally walks the ropes, so there's that. Uh, Sean Spears holds up a 10 card, which I found to be funny. I mean, that's a funny little callback for Sean Spears. Once upon a time, Chris, when he was apparently the perfect 10. He was the perfect 10. Man, when he came in at number 10 in the Royal Rumble, too, uh, that dude, fucking pop was that so That was huge. a pop. That was. But who was I arguing? I think it was Jeff again. He says, dude... It's just a catchphrase. That's all they care about, right? It's not they didn't care about him. But then if you say that, then then what's the point of a catchphrase if that's the point? Like then how come the big show couldn't get yes over? <laughs> or because everyone used to do that in the crowd when he was doing the you know the choke sams symbol whatever the fuck. Great. You know how many yes T-shirts they sold? A lot. A fuck ton. So you could sell a fuck ton of perfect 10 t-shirts or just 10 t-shirts or just have hands like this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. See, as simple as that. No, it's not DDP. It is 10. Because you know he was like that, right? So, but yeah, no, see, even, and that's exactly, you just answered the question, Chris. doesn't matter if they love just the catchphrase. They'll buy the shirt if they fucking love the catchphrase. So there you have it. Which I don't know if you know this, Jimmy, but the point of professional wrestling <laughs> is to you make to money. Exactly. Ding. But apparently no one gives a shit. Ding dong. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Um, exactly. All right. So White kicks out of multiple high-flying finishes. He eventually wins, and Spears holds up a five card, which <sighs> funny. Juice Robinson pulls Spears into the ring and the crowd goes completely fucking silent uh, <laughs> because Sean Spears has been back for exactly one match where he kind of sort of turned face, but this is the kind of thing that needs two or three weeks of consistent build in order for us to know that Sean Spears is a good guy and that he's somebody who we should be reacting to. Show him for two weeks consistently holding up 10 whenever faces do something great and holding up twos whenever the bad guys do something and then do this spot and then you'll get a reaction you have to give the crowd time to let it sink in not in this company chris because they just change things on the fly and expect you to run with it bro it's like the big show is booking aew <laughs> let's hope not yes let's hope <laughs> yeah. not anyway well, Ricky should we starts- be saying yes we hope so I mean, I mean, he couldn't be any worse than TK. Right. Ricky exactly. Starks comes out to save Spears, so that'll set up a tag match. I'm guessing for Friday. Um, Did they announce that? 
No, but I'm guessing <laughs> that they will at some point here. Maybe okay. maybe it'll be or maybe it'll be next week. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? And who cares? Because uh, why? I'm assuming Ricky Starks is going to lose, right? You think? I fucking hope so. I, like, are you going <laughs> to... Because like, whoever loses is done for again in this match, man. Why Why do they like doing this type of scenario Well, unless Because they've talked about... Well, one thing is that they've talked about who's the next member of the Golden... Of the Bullet... Golden Bullet? The Bullet... <laughs> club golden the bullet golden club the golden the bullet elite I, club the the bullet club gold that's it the <laughs> bullet club gold um so who is the next member of the bullet club gold well i mean if they have this tag match and then um you know sean spears turns on ricky starks and he's the newest member i guess that's... they could get out of it That'd be interesting. Um, I wouldn't be angry with that, dude. I'd be down with that. I think he would suit Bullet Club. The problem here is, are we, like you just said, the Golden Bullet Club, Club, Golden, whatever the fuck it is, this is a different Bullet Club, whatever is getting built up, dude. This it's, is not the Bullet Club. This is All Elite Bullet Club. It's Bullet Club Gold. Um, yeah. But seriously, I don't give a fuck because their leader just took 15 fucking minutes to beat Commander. <laughs> I don't care. Jay White is already a jobber. Jay we White is already firmly entrenched in the lower mid card. He's a, he's a European championship level wrestler. Oh, no. That's what, that. that's what Jay White is. <laughs> And you know what's sad? We predicted this. We said this last week. We said it's if it's not a quick match, it's probably going to be a 15-minute barn burner. And what do you know? The what ladder. an absolute fucking burial. I, I don't know how else it's, to it's put it. It's a joke. It's not like he was wrestling some big ass. Yeah. No. Like, if you were wrestling somebody... I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Like... They, they seem to get how to do this every once in a while, and then they completely fucking forget. It's like Silas Silas Young last week uh, getting his ass kicked in three moves by Powerhouse Hobbs. Right. Fucking perfect. That's, Absolutely. You want to build, guys. Fucking awesome. Nope. But nope. 15 fucking minutes to beat Commander. Commander Underpants. Yeah. That's that's what goes through my head, Chris. I hate to say it. But yeah, unfortunately, Jay White is already getting jobbed to a commander. I mean... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I mean, Renee, he won, but that's not a win to me. That's not a win. That's, Absolutely that's not, not. No, it's not. It's not a win to go 15 minutes with commander. Nope. nope. If, um, if at the height of his powers, uh, GSP won a split decision against Phil Brooks, that would not be considered a win for GSP. People would be telling GSP he needs to retire. Right? 100%. I agree. But not in this company. Or if or if The Undertaker took 15 minutes to beat S.A. fucking Rios on a <laughs> random Monday Night Raw. That's it would be back. It would be what the fuck just what the fuck am I watching? Everybody watching would have went. I don't. I don't fucking. What? What the fucking? What, I fucking. What fucking? What? What the fuck is fucking going on with this fucking? Fucking shit? fucking. Fuck fuckity fuck fuck fuck. Um, You're right, man. It's definitely true. getting our use out of that. Uh, out of fucking? that. Uh, that that uh, you know swearing oh, tonight, just like AEW. <clears throat> 
<laughs> That's true. Anyway, it is what it is. Renee is backstage with FTR. Fucking... Uh, Renee, yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Oral yeah. sessions. Um, <laughs> anyway, Sorry. she tells FTR that uh, Mark Briscoe got jumped earlier. She shows them a video, and I legitimately could not recognize who the fuck it was that jumped him. <laughs> Neither did I, I just quietly. I, 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 like zero fucking recollection serious. of who the fuck this was. I was like, uh, okay. Anyway, then <laughs> they have a really, then they have a really <clears throat> funny segment where FTR uh, go and they, and they find Mark Briscoe and they're trying to tell if he's okay, but Lethal and Jarrett and them, they're, they're really mad and they don't, they don't want FTR around because, you know, Mark doesn't need you. He's with us. Um, <laughs> Mark yeah. seems to want to go after the guys that jumped him, but the doctor's telling him that he can't. So, um, so Lethal, Jarrett, and FTR they 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 go out to go find whoever it was that jumped uh, Mark Briscoe, and then we don't see them again for the rest of the night. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because this is ridiculous, dude. Even his storyline's kind of ridiculous, to be honest, man. Fuck, fuck. Um, fuck. Chris fuck Jericho comes out to have a, a meetup with Adam Cole. He's requested this time to have a conversation with Adam Cole. <sighs> why so, though? Uh, like, why is there such heat between these two now suddenly? But really, I I don't know. But uh, but Cole basically talks about how uh, you know he really he looked up to Chris Jericho and like. You know, the catchphrase even comes from Chris Jericho. Why? And, because uh, Jericho used to say, baby, at the end and, of everything. And, and Cole super, super wants to suck Chris Jericho's dick. Sorry, no, that wasn't actually. No, uh, actually, he did say that he sucks TK's dick without saying TK, though. Oh, You're okay, a jag well, off. Right. So, anyway, at this it? point, I'm just salty about this fucking show. So, fuck <laughs> Adam Cole and fuck Chris Jericho and but fuck But he called him a jag off. Yeah, it's like a local Pittsburgh thing, which, uh, you know, again, it got over to the live crowd. Wait, Meanwhile, is it? I thought he meant fucking Jaguars, bro. Like, you know, the... the... It's a local Pittsburgh thing. Oh, they even called even it out as a local Pittsburgh thing. What does that even mean? It's just a jack-off, but they don't... But they say jag-off, because... Well, if that's a local Pittsburgh thing... Sorry, Pittsburgh, but no. That is just dumb. Just, There's... just quietly. There is a reason why we call your city the pit. Um, <laughs> and here I am thinking that TK is kind of cute, but I guess I was damn wrong. Also, if you were going to give the United States an enema, you'd stick the hose right here in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Like Brett said back in the day, it's so true. Actually, yeah. he did go back on it, though. <laughs> he goes, this he, definitely yeah. wouldn't be Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> yeah, I think he said Washington, possibly, as in D.C. Possibly. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, anyway, uh, Jericho basically says that Cole sucks and he has no respect for Cole. The two jack and the two fucking jack back and forth. I I basically got lost giving a shit. Um, <laughs> Me too. Cole man. eventually attacks Jericho, but Garcia comes and helps him out. Then Britt Baker comes down and slaps Jericho. Then she gets jumped by the outside <sighs> hers. Um, Cole is handcuffed to the ropes and is forced to watch. As Britt Baker uh, takes someone's stick. I mean, <laughs> kendo stick. I mean, Adam Cole is a cuck. I mean. <laughs> she did take a stick indeed. Pretty pretty hard one too. 
Just she, took, she took a number of stiff, hard shots <laughs> from somebody's stick while Adam Cole watched. So, <laughs> cuck angles for the win. Yeah. Bye bye. Ten. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> That's good. That was well played, Chris. I'll give you that. Fuck me. That was great. All right. Perfect. Anyway. Jericho Appreciation Society versus The Acclaimed is up next. Um, even a funny rap can't save this show for me. And it was a funny rap. It was. It was good. Um, but fucked is fucked, and this show is fucked. The only two serious-looking athletes uh, in this entire match are a 60-year-old and a dude obsessed with his hat. So <laughs> He loves his hat, bro. I mean, what can you say? He loves his fucking hat. Also, also, the other day I was at my local Walmart, and um, I, I just sort of, I, I like to just sort of wander the aisles sometimes. Yeah, me too. I like doing that for sure. And uh, I saw a Jake Hager uh, action figure, and I, but it didn't have a hat. And I seriously oh. considered taking a picture and tweeting out, "No hat, no purchase." Um, no hat, no purchase. Simple. Yeah. Anyway, the acclaimed win with a mic drop, and who fucking cares? Who cares? Because as funny as that rap was, it went right over my head because of this segment. Or uh-huh. this match. Uh-huh. And did I yep. mention that um, Britt Baker on the previous message took a hard stick? She took a real hard stick <laughs> shot. From... Britt, no, Britt, please, no. No. Uh, <laughs> I just want to puke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Bit of a high pitch one. But anyway, anyway back to the match. Some- Took some shots by somebody's hard stick while Adam Cole watched. So and cried. Yep. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Sorry, I had to bring it back there, but go back to the match. All right. Actually, that's the end of that match. Main event. Time. <laughs> Sammy. That's brilliant. Jungle Boy. <laughs> oh, this match sucked. Guess how this match starts. Uh, let me guess. Were they playing with themselves on the outside? They were brawling <laughs> on the outside. <sighs> ah, this fucking company and this fucking television. Do they think? Do, do they think like what? What I want to know is, do they think by doing this all the time? There's a trend going on now, Chris. They repeat shit all the time now. Whatever the 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 thing of the day is, the trend of the day. Like tonight, it's let's fight on the outside before a match, right? Yep. So that's the theme. That's what we got all night. Last week, it was... I don't fucking even remember. We were talking about it then. Just tuning into the skirmish back then. The point is, they're always doing something that's the same fucking thing all night, man. And here we are again. They're doing it once again. Why? I don't know. Is this all extreme wrestling now? Is that what we can call it? AEW? If you want to call it extreme. And I use I, that term lightly. Yeah, I mean, it seems that way, doesn't it? It certainly seems like this is just somebody trying to suck ECW's dick. Um, <laughs> but in a bad way. This is even worse than CZW. Significantly. We're um, going to collision, brother. That's where we're heading. We're heading for the collision. Honestly, yeah. if they really do like have a collision show where CM <laughs> Punk's in charge... I am not joking. They will be way more popular than this fucking it show could is. Be. Yeah, Within eight right. months. Within eight be. months, it'll be if it's, more if popular. It's eight, if it's 8 to 10 p.m., definitely. But think about this. Remember when CM Punk did debut on yep. Rampage, mind you? 
Yeah. That rampage started at 10 p.m. Eastern, bro. Yeah. Right. And it done. It's the second highest show in AEW history. Second highest rated show. Sorry. Yep. In AEW's history, still is the yeah. second highest rated show. Yeah, That's because at a CM 10 Punk PM is a draw. Right. I'm just want to point out something. That was on Rampage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. CM Punk is a draw. And if they actually bring him back and they unleash what CM Punk actually is, oh, they could make some fucking money with that guy, man. Especially if they roll with what happened. Like, yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. they have Lean to right into that. Lean mm-hmm. right fucking into that. And let him, like, what did we all complain about when CM Punk came back? It was, is he still, like, is he still happy Phil? Why is he still happy <laughs> Phil? Why doesn't, why why doesn't he do something? Why doesn't he get him fucking self involved in something? Why doesn't he throw a fucking pipe bomb out there? Why doesn't he have a real problem with somebody? Like, right, that's, but he doesn't that's the best use of CM Punk is unleash him a little bit I agree but we'll see well have no fear though Chris because the common king is here in Todd Brantley what's up bro what's going on he also says CZW sucks it sure does (laughs) and AEW needs a lot of things another show is not one of them especially on Saturday nights and homeboy is in the house too yo what up motherfuckers with a P H-P-H Motherfuckers Hey yo primo Um, Hey Hey, yo primo Look man I I agree with Todd That AEW doesn't need another show But if it's an alternative show Then I mean Honestly like if it's an alternative show Where it's an actual alternative With like you know The budget but just different bookers and CM Punk is the star (laughs) and gets to sort of tell people what to do. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. You know what, dude? I'm kind of excited for a Saturday night show. It doesn't need another show. It really doesn't. I don't need one. No. But I like that If it's just TK booking again, but for two more hours, no. Fuck no. But you're right, though. It does feel like it will become the show, though, if... Only because it's Saturday night. I know people go out. Most normal people go out. Yeah, but, but wrestling fans are not normal people. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and and if they like something, they'll stay home and watch it. And then go out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm including sure, myself man. in that, by the way. I'm not fucking <laughs> clubbing on a Saturday. Like, I no, stayed no. The, the old me would have. I was always clubbing back in the day. Not now. I, I'd do fuck all on a Saturday. I'd do podcasts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's Catch what up I do on your podcasting. Days. That's it. Oh, exactly. sweet. The Oilers just, uh, sorry, uh, live update. The Oilers just won game two of their series against the Kings to tie it up one game apiece. Ooh, against the LA Kings? Yeah. So it's 1-1? One, one. Edmonton one, should one. win this, though, dude. Should win oh, the they series really on should. paper. They really should on paper, but that's why you play the games. <laughs> exactly. That's true. <clears throat> And damn it, NHL 23 stresses me out, Chris. Just quietly. <laughs> we, can talk, we can talk about NHL 23 later. <laughs> do, oh, man, can't we do that now? No. No. no please continue. No, let's finish, at the this, end. let's finish this fucking main event and get the fuck Next. out of here. And, yeah, okay. Here, here's Okay, I, I want you to highlight Homeboy's latest comment. Oh, here we go. Saturday night, fight night, though. You, it's true. He's right. But fight a but. fans. Fight fans who are older than 24, 25 years old are used to it. 
They're used right. to Saturday night being fight night. But that's there is pay-per-views the now too, Saturday nights. That's, that's when the UFC thing. does their shows. That's when boxing still does most of their major shows. Saturday night is a fight night. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But that means, like Homeboy is alluding to, I assume, are they going to really go head-to-head with, say, UFC pay-per-views and quite possibly WWE pay-per-views? And what about their own shows? They've been going Saturday nights a lot too uh, in well, terms of pay-per-views. I don't think that they're worried about the crossover with UFC because this is something that the WWE has actually stated is that um, while when the UFC first exploded, there was a big crossover between UFC and WWE fans. They don't think that that still exists. And I got to be honest with you as somebody who got really into the UFC and boxed and et cetera, you know, in my, like in my twenties in that I stopped watching wrestling because I was because I was into the UFC and I was into boxing and I was doing stuff that was just more physical and to me at the time it was much more interesting right now that I'm a little bit older I'm getting more into like you know the storyline with the physicality and that kind of stuff again and I'm starting to like wrestling more again but yeah <laughs> but well, but like, like <laughs> I felt like there, I was I was waiting for but, something more there. So there isn't really like a so there. I I do believe that there isn't a major crossover between UFC and wrestling fans. So I don't think that AEW needs to be worried about it being on Saturdays, except for the nights when they'll go head to head with the WWE PLEs, which might. I know this is going to sound crazy, but that could actually be. A, a good, good thing? thing for them mm. yeah it could be a situation where they get to play kind of the lead-in role or people who are already interested in wrestling they're not quite sure that they want to order the ple or you know internationally at least they're not quite sure they want to pay the 50 dollars for the pay-per-view and they see oh there is re- there is wrestling on it's for free it's it's on tnt i'm gonna watch that instead yeah well todd says it also means aw will have will have to run their pay-per-views on Sundays because I, because WWE now does their pay-per-views on Saturdays. They've already now. kind of switched. They've already right. kind of switched. For a while there, AEW started doing their pay-per-views on Saturday. WWE was still doing it on Sunday. And it's almost like they've completely switched now where AEW yeah, actually runs most of their pay-per-views on a Sunday and WWE runs their pay-per-views Saturdays. So That's true. No, you're right. Um, you know what? It would be a good thing, I think. As long as AEW stack their shows during those going head to head with pay per views, yeah, say WWE's PLEs, sorry, yeah, then yeah, it'd be interesting television, no doubt about it. And I'll see and listen, you might, stacking. right? And listen, you might not be able to, you might not be able to get get the people to tune in on Rumble Night or on Mania Night. That might just be okay. Yeah, the show's gonna losses. okay. The show's gonna suffer these nights, but don't tell me that you know on clash at the castle night if you've got <laughs> that was you know, a good show man I, I know but don't tell me that on clash of the castle night if you you know can pay fifty dollars to watch class at the clash at the castle or for free cm punk is defending the the aew championship against uh jay white that you're not going to tune into that match like that oh, will geez. do well you know what the I mean? Saturday like Night Wars, bro. Or was the Saturday Night Skirmishes. <laughs> That's right. We can just... We can... We, 
if they, if they change to Saturday, if they change to Saturday, we, we, we just go to bin and we just go bin. Listen, listen, we've got a great idea for a show. <laughs> Saturday night skirmish. There you go. Saturday night skirmish. Just let us do the show. Bin. Uh, yeah, but that has to be you and I, bro, for that, for that oh, one. Yeah, for sure. It has yeah, to that, be. If you that's you and me. If, if you want to bring the, you know, the, the, the kind of, uh, Oh my god! I f- the words just left the authentic skirmish mm. to 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 channelattitude.com and HMG. It's got to be you and I, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's let's talk about this main event so that we can get the fuck out of here. Yes. Um, it's a stupid fucking spot fest. Um, early on, Sammy stands on the apron and he waits for I don't even know how long, but he stands there just kind of waiting on the apron while Jack like Perry. While Jack Perry runs, jumps over the ropes, Hurricane runs him to the floor, which it's super athletic looking move. But it required Sammy to stand there for 30 fucking seconds waiting for you. Which is a thing in AW also, week in, week out, bro. Yeah, I hated this. I hated that spot. I hated this match. These two are not main event players, in my opinion, in this company. I could be wrong. But I like my wrestling to be fucking proper, not this shit. Yep. No, absolutely. Sorry. Um, let's highlight two more comments here, um, and okay. we'll keep going with this. So, Which one? Um, the last two, one by Homeboy88. Okay. Did you see Easy K? Yes, I did. I'm sure you did too. Uh, fantastic. Absolutely amazing story for Izzy. Um, as somebody who just failed Revenge. six tests before <laughs> yeah. finally succeeding on the seventh attempt... I can say that I have a lot of fucking love for Izzy saying, yeah, all right, he's knocked me out three times, but I'm going to fucking get him this time. And then going out there and getting him, fucking A, way to, way to go, Plus, Izzy. this is the big boys now. They've, they fought in the big boys league, you know, instead of the past where it wasn't even in UFC. Absolutely. Super cool. I loved it. But Izzy saying that, uh, that he's not going to give him a rematch right away is bullshit. Izzy, he gave you your rematch. Give him his. Um, and then Todd Brantley, uh, yeah, use the talent that you're not using on the show, like Miro, Scorpio Sky, Serena Deeb, etc. If you listen to the start of the show, this is exactly what I said. Okay, okay, you've got you've got this whole group of talented performers who don't want to go to work for for uh, for TK right now. They're pissed off about whatever. Does that include Serena Deeb? I don't know if it includes Serena D, but Miro for sure has said I'm like right. I'm fucking pissed off. Andrade has said he's pissed off. He doesn't want to fucking come to work. We and he's know ready. that there We know that there are a number of guys like this. So if I'm if I'm starting this other show with CM Punk, I'm saying, Okay guys, CM Punk is gonna be kind of in charge over here. And then if I'm CM Punk, I'm going to guys like Miro and Andrade and I'm saying, Listen guys, here's the idea. I'm only going to be here for another year and a half until my contract runs out. I need to be the star of the show for the first six months to nine months. Okay. Cause I need to get built. No, this is true though. This They're is not what do actually, that for him, though. are you kidding me, Jimmy? I th- I if Miro hears CM Punk come up to him and say, listen, Miro, uh, uh, you know, we're going to do this show. I need to be, I need to be the main event for the six months for the first six months or whatever so that i can build myself up to be this credible star etc 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 then i'm going to spend the next six months making you the star miro or 
Andrade and Miro or Andrade and Miro and Scorpio But will AEW go for that shit though? That's the thing. This is bro. what I'm talking about. This is what I'm this yeah. is what I'm saying. Like it's a lot of ifs, but if the they biggest. actually just say, "Okay, CM Punk, and you're kind business. of a brilliant mind, do business," right? Honestly, this show would be a fucking banger um right <laughs> after away after banger after right away and and tell me tell me a better way to build miro than to have him beat cm punk after a major feud oh that'd be great but punk man i don't know if you will let that happen but you're right it would be great but if punk's going away after an after his contract is up punk is gonna be okay with losing to people i think but he's, he's still gonna want to get bro but he's gonna want to get his wins too this is of course absolutely <clears throat> hey it takes takes two to tango in this business man and the story's more fucking interesting right, if they do exactly. that no you're right you're right but this is aw bro this is where the where these apparently fucking, the big boys play with themselves bro these fucking jackasses coming up and saying stuff like oh i'll never lose to you you're a fucking moron that is not how you do business it's not how you build yourself you build yourself on the fucking on the third match Okay, you win the major match, okay? Or or you build yourself slowly and then you win a match afterwards or whatever, man. Like I, I there's so many better ways of doing this. It's like it bothers me to see how badly booked this show is. Yeah, no, you're right. But Homeboy says, What up, Jimmy? What up? He says, Hey guys, see you later. The best podcast wrestling duo ever. Thank you. Of course we are. Also, Todd says though apparently neither one of these guys watched Will Ospreay's video. Or they did, and they don't care. Did you see that video, actually, where he knows I did. he has to slow down? He's got to slow down because his, his career is going to be very much shortened by the way yep. he wrestles. Uh, yeah. But he also says, Todd also says, though, Punk also has to be healthy enough to put talent over as well. Apparently, that's his excuse. Punk probably needs to slow down a little bit, yep. Uh, but Will Ospreay definitely needs to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> you know, what it is. it's too bad the kid never learned how to, you know, act. It's and too he knows bad it, he... though. He's self-aware. That's what's frustrating about Offspray, dude. Yep. Anyway, um, Jungle Boy can't slow down to save his life. At one point, he did a, <laughs> he, he did a, uh, a running knee strike on the outside to Sammy Guevara, picked him up instantly, and... Uh, Gave him a power bomb on the corner on the on the apron instantly. Picked him back up instantly and threw him back in the ring for the next spot instantly. Dude, slow the fuck down. Combos, bro. Combos. That's what the kids love these days. The video game, Chris. Come on. The fucking okay, Get with it, man. man. Get with today's fucking program, bro. Ugh. <laughs> this was just shitty, dude. Like not good fucking wrestling at all. Um. Poison Rana gets no sold by Perry, who of immediately course. stands back up, lands his elbow, and then sells afterwards. Because that's how the human body works. <laughs> it sure does. Idiots. Idiots. Straight it's up. Like, you know that. You know that time when that guy got hit in the chest with a um, with a shotgun blast, <laughs> and then he went and he killed six got more. Straight people. back up, bro. He got straight back up, killed six more people, and then he collapsed. <laughs> Remember when that happened? Oh yeah, of course I do. No. <laughs> yes, yes, damn it. Just watch AEW every Wednesday night and Friday night. Idiotas. Um <laughs> MJF Vlaki, Vlaki, that's what I call him in Greek. MJF 
um, lands a strike on Perry on the outside. Uh, while the count is going on, the referee is distracted by Sammy. <sighs> Sammy wins via countout. Ha ha. Um, MJF and Sammy hug it out to finish the night, and it looks like Why? looks like Sammy has been bought by MJF. Uh, so we're we gonna get a finger poke of doom, possibly. Is that is that a possibility? I think that's what they're saying, but my guess is either one of two things happens. Right. Either Darby Allen wins next week, which is the right booking because Darby Allen is the bigger star and might actually sell a few tickets to see him versus MJF again. Um, or Sammy Guevara wins next week and then he tells MJF, oh yeah, I'm going to lay down for you for sure. I'm, I'm going to lay down for you on the pay-per-view. Of course I am. And then he doesn't and they have to have an actual match at the pay-per-view. Ooh, such storytelling. Yeah, well, they've kind of painted themselves into a fucking corner here. As they do all the time, Chris. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. They do this all the time, and then they wonder, oh, what the fuck? Like Wardlow and, and, and Hobbs, they, they book themselves into a corner there. They book yep. themselves into a corner here. That's what they do, bro. Uh, do they even realize it? That's what worries me. Nope. Uh, Todd with a really interesting comment here. Is this like the oh. second time ever an AEW match ended in a, in a count out? Um, probably. It's also yeah, one of the probably. reasons why it's a memorable finish because they don't do it all the time. True. You know what but else would be matter. memorable if they didn't do it all the time? If a match started <laughs> with a brawl on the outside. Oh, that's innovative. Every fucking match <laughs> this week. That's innovative. No, of course, it's innovation, Chris. All innovation Just, wrestling, bro. It's garbage is what it is. Um, <laughs> Don't get me started on Hobbs, man. What the fuck? Well, man, you're going to have to tune the into fuck? the start. Man, what the Tune into the, the start fuck, of our show. God. Yeah, what <laughs> if, the fuck? If you wanted to hear what we had to say about that shit, go back to the start and you'll get our answers there because we've already spoken about that and we pretty much predicted this bullshit. So, yeah. Pretty much maybe Hobbs can go back to writing full time now I'd really love to see the end of the book um <laughs> well well yeah what happened to QTV more importantly I I don't know QT got his comeuppance this week he doesn't matter oh, anymore he can go away right. again right that's true you just I don't understand QTV you just don't understand the wrestling business. Like, oh, fuck off, sorry. QT. You don't My know what bad. the fuck you're talking about either. You, yeah, you understand the wrestling business, but you don't understand things like what is and isn't popular. You don't understand things like basic fucking storytelling. You're an idiot. <laughs> Are you calling him out of touch? Completely out of touch. You're just <laughs> fucking stupid. And Todd says, nah, it's only going to get me more heated. It don't sure will, me. Todd. Go back to the start. Please do, bro. You won't be disappointed, trust me. Well, you will. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, just listen you know. to us. You won't be disappointed, though. No, because we're fucking fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> we're way better than this show. The skirmish was once again. Mu- no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to do this as a survey. <clears throat> <laughs> um, who here thinks that uh, the AEW was better this week? Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> who here thinks that? The PWC was better this week. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. The PWC. 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 That's one more. It's one more. 
for the good guys. <laughs> Jimmy, Absolutely. tell them where they can find you. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> before I say that, Todd says, I was in that means AW self-help chat. <laughs> Shout outs to the Ayatollah himself, Bin Khamin. Yalla. <laughs> That's funny. I've got to check that out. But um, anyway, you can find me right here on Twitter, that is, at DJ Mass Effects. And also, you can find us at the PwC Network. Also, like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.pubbing.com. We can find all our shows. Also, channelattitude.com, where you can see us and listen to us talk all things professional wrestling. That includes both WWE and AEW in Uncaged and the Smack Attack, respectively. And also at haminmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows over there. And I think that's about it, Chris. Sweet. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you can find me also on the PWC Network. All kinds of things, etc., etc. You can find me over on channelattitude.com. We do two shows over there, as well as the Hameen Media Group. Um, Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I am at ChrisAms1. where I talk about all things pro wrestling, politics, and just whatever else comes to my mind, because that's what Twitter is. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. Just search for Christopher Ams and look for this beautiful mug. Um, yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. So for Jimmy T, I've been Chris Ams. You've been a wonderful audience. Thank you so much to everybody who joined in the chat um, and everybody who listened, everybody who downloaded. We thank you. Uh, you know. Uh, just stay happy, everybody, because AEW sucks. It sucks. See you. <laughs> All right. Olay. Olay.
Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. Difficult in my life. BCC, you are four of the most respected professional wrestlers on the planet. That was until you made my friends bleed, you sent my uncle to the hospital, you sent my friends in ambulances with him. I can't lie, you know, I'm having trouble sleeping at night. And the same images burned to the back of my brain. The image of seeing that screwdriver in the top turnbuckle. And the one thing that I wish I could change about that night is taking that screwdriver out of the turnbuckle and plunging it into your face, John Moxley. So what we have tonight, it wasn't a meet and greet. It wasn't a get to know you to the fans. I don't really have much to say. The purpose of us being out here is an invitation. Blackpool Combat Club. I want to see you guys in this ring, and I want to settle it like men. Let's squash the beef once and for all. Wow, they're getting called out here. I, I, I love it. I didn't expect this. I, I knew they were going to have something to say. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Talk about amateurs. You guys have interview time, and you come out saying, I don't have much to say? Who's going to pay? to see a monologue from a bunch of amateurs. Nobody pays to go see open mic night whoa, 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 at, whoa, whoa, whoa. at a comedy Black club. Combat club from behind. Attacking Matt and Nick well, Jackson, attacking Kenny Omega. That was a straight setup right there by the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm gonna be, I'll be honest with you, I, it was good. Oh my God, look at Nick go. Nick flying over the top and Claudio Castiglione. It was brilliant, Taz. Really, that was a great setup. But I'll tell you what, the elite has turned the tables. One more. But John Moxley can't like that. He unlocks it and over the barricade. Yeah, it's getting crazy. Watch out! Nick Jackson here flying all over the place. Drop audio. The Orange Champions in trouble here. Let's brawl score. Job was multiple, mobilized. Oh, 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 o
Grizzly trying to put the lights out on Kenny Omega from behind. But Omega. This is absolutely uncontrollable. I love it. It's mayhem. It is. It really is. That's into his arm. He's bicep. He knows about that injured bicep. And look at these sledgehammer shots by Yuta. He's trying to completely tear that bicep off the ball. Dropped by Nick, trying to save his brother. Oh, the power of the gut wrench. It's completely out of here. Cardio is so tall, Taz, at the long throw. It's a big drop. Now Kenny Omega's going to throw it all day. German at least German right look, there. Look at Moxley just going to not stay down. John Moxley, oh, Cardio Castillo, the numbers. The Good. That might have been the exclamation point exactly right there. Exactly what I thought. Nothing but a bunch of amateurs. Except you, Kenny. You're the one who I thought would be a professional. But maybe you're not. What the Oh, my God.
seen in picture in picture, Tony. The presence of Sean Spears seems to be affecting the game of Jay White. Yeah, it really amped it up. It, it got him more aggressive. It got him angry at, to the point to where now he wants Commander to chop in. But I'm telling you, these chops are as good as anyone we've seen. As you said, there was Sean Spears we saw right there watching on and definitely wrecked space in the head of Jay White. Jay White, the first ever Grand Slam champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. MET held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the United States Heavyweight Championship, the IWG Intercontinental Championship, and the Never Openweight Championship. And Jay White was the first man to do it at less than 30 years of age. Commander, though, maybe look for the upset here. Turns the corner. So oh, he's got the If Commander had hooked the leg, that would have been it. Oh, baby. What a shot. <laughs> Low bridge, buddy. And, Whoa. Taz, I think Jay White realizes he almost got got on his Dynamite debut. Now, let's take a look at this clothesline, the impact, impact that fits that on then. What a shot. He has a height advantage, does Jay White, so that helps. Jay White perhaps looking for the Blade Runner. That's the move he laid out absolute Ricky Starks with. Chops have been the difference maker from Jay White. These chops are absolutely amazing. He is. Well, Commander slips off the ropes. Kick back caught Jay White on the lower back. But Jay was talking some trash. Commander slipped out the back door. Nice high round kick. And a high kick. That one caught Jay White on the side of the head. Commander. Jay's all tangled up here, Excalibur. But Commander yeah. is on the ropes and now on his opponent's back. Oh, no. The arm, the shoulder. He's going to pop that shoulder right out there. He jumped out. Oh, but Jay White is digging his finger into the eye of Commander. Well, I tell you, it's a counter. Some people think you can't break the guy's eyes that has a mask on, but you can. Oh, Jay White crashes to the floor. Commander. And you are seeing this right. Commander is on the opposite side of the ring of Jay White. But he leaps over his opponent. Ducks under the lariat attempt. Commander the thrust kick. Jay White goes full to the floor. He wants to, Commander wants to walk these ropes so bad. And the fans want to see him do it too, Taz. Jay White knows it. He keeps trying to stop it. Commander up to the top and... Oh, God! Commander! Seen a lot of great moves tonight. That may be the move of the night. And we may be on the verge of an upset. Commander looking for his first AEW win, and Sean Spears even gets an attack. <laughs> he had to. My God. Commander, he loves this rope walk. Shooting star press. There it is. He got next. Oh, but he, Commander, he couldn't capitalize on the cover immediately. Now he does. Because he landed on the knees. Yeah, that slight hesitation That's definitely right. watch out. Springboard Phoenix Flash! Two! Oh! Shane White kicked out! Super close right there. Shows you world-class competitor switchblade is. Yeah, the resilience of Jay White equally on display at the high-flying prowess of Commander. Commander up to the top. Turns, Phoenix off the top, but he rolled through. Jay White right there, Blade Runner, no. Commander. Great escape. He's got Jay White all hooked up this time, center of the ring. He's looking to hyperextend that arm. Yeah, you gotta watch Jay White. has got a good base right there. He's got a good, strong base. Even though his arm's getting tripped, watch out. Oh, Jay oh, White. There it is. Oh! Turned it. 
cutthroat suplex, and now Jay White. Could this be the beginning of the end for Commander? Jay White! Bang! Runner! He spots him! White covers! And scores the win! Winner of this match, Switchblade, Jay White! Great match, guys. Great matchup. Yeah, but Sean Spears is not impressed. Yeah. Sean Spears may not be impressed, but Jay White notches his first victory and probably first of many as an official member of the AW roster. Look at Juice. Juice, Juice Robinson, he didn't care for that five from Sean Spears. Bringing Spears over Now Spears being sent into the ring. Spears is in trouble here. He's got a two-on-one, a nice double leg. Double leg, but Jay White right there. The numbers catching up with Sean Spears. It's a no win. You're right, Jazz, for Sean Spears. Oh, I think he's got a little help here. Spears can have a little help. It's Ricky Starks. Absolute Ricky Starks. Even in the odds. The spear for Juice Robinson. And look at this. As soon as the numbers were even up, Jay White making a hasty retreat. It seems like pulling blood gold are firmly in the sights of absolute Ricky Starks. Ricky! Yeah, Starks definitely saved the day right there. Right now, let's go back to our colleague, the remarkable Renee Paquette.
You are my sunshine. Would you like to do a little rendition of it now? Okay. All right. Take it away, Max. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Yeah. Our main event live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Sammy Gavars, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, looking to advance to face Darby Allen to get one step closer to double or nothing. Right, I'm Jeff Jesses, my friend. Sammy Gavars is my buddy. Open check, they can't know he's my buddy. Sammy very, very dazed. Whoa! Jacking flying in with the destroyer! Oh my god. The leg is hooked and no! That's uh, Let's that's take a look at this, guys. We gotta watch this again. Wow. Oh, man. Well executed. Good job, Jack Perry. Tip your cap yeah. if you're wearing one for Sammy for that kick out. Just proves the toughness of Sammy Guevara able to kick out of that. But I mean, think about how much is on the line for both men. Ultimately, it's a shot at MJF. It's a shot at the AEW World Championship. It's a main event match at Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. But you have to win here tonight in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of pressure on both these men. Right now, Jack Perry's in a lot of trouble. Gavar could fly. Sammy to the top. Shooting star press, no. Jack rolled in, but he eats the thrust kick. Boy, Sammy just in midair. Sammy Cutter! Oh, man. 
Tremendous job by Guevara. It was. It really was. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. Oh. And plant that, DDT. That's going to be it. One, two, remember the last time I seen one of those, but they are nasty. They make, as a guy like me who's survived the broken yeah. neck, take a look at this. Man, I don't like this. Oh, good God, that was nasty. Yeah. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry coming down straight on the crown of his head, and that's just gotta be pure instinct, Taz. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know what to say. That was nasty. You can tell that Bryce Renford, the referee twice, has checked with Jack now. After yeah. that, even though he picked up, man, you can see yeah. Jack Curry. If Sammy, if Sammy lands this GTH, this unquestionably has to be it. Sammy's wrestled a great match, guys. Love him or hate him. GTH, no! Oh. Jack countered! Jack! Reverse hook on Jack! Elbow strike! No, Sammy anticipated it! Jack the comebacker, Sammy anticipated that! Poison Rana! See, he's clutching his head when he comes back. That elbow strike was on target, but Jack cannot capitalize. Yeah, how much more can Jack take on his head and neck? Both men. We're seeing these guys land on top of their crown of their head, man. It's people here in Pittsburgh showing respect, but these guys are leaving it all out here. You see, uh, Cliche and Darby Allen smiling because he knows that in one week's time, he will be facing a depleted Jack Perry or a depleted Sammy Guevara in Florida. He is how depleted. Yeah, that's the key. You are right, sir. Both athletes very evenly matched, as we pointed out. Darby Allen's loving it as well. Oh! Oh, that one caught him right to the jaw. Oh, the knee strike attempted. Jack looking for the snare trap. Good job on that counter. He's got the legs captured. Oh, boy. Sammy Gabar in serious trouble. No one survived the snare trap. Can Sammy Gabar be the first? He makes it to the ropes. Well, he kicked the motor, didn't he, to get to those ropes? All of a sudden, man, he was there. I thought he was done. Will it be Jungle Boy Jack Perry? Will it be Sammy Guevara facing Darby Allen, getting one step closer to the main event of Double or Nothing? It will take place next week. What a night this has been, man. New TNT champ. Horrible, despicable display by Jericho, but some great action throughout. Sammy upside down. No, Sammy bringing himself upright, freeing his legs. Strong legs to get that done. Jack up on the rope. Sammy dropped. Oh, my oh God. Jack just went face first into the timekeeper's table. Yeah, again, how much punishment can a man's head take? That was insanity. Sammy said, count him out. Yeah, if Sammy wins by count out, he advances. He will face Darby Allen next Wednesday night if Jack Perry is counted out. Watch this. Oh, my God. Jack is barely moving. And he's only got three more. He's done. With Sammy, he just grabbed Bryce Rensburg and... Wait, MJF! MJF! That was the ring on his right hand. Oh, that was so slick. Wow. MJF just laid out Jack Perry.
gonna be it. Oh, wow. brother. Winner of this match, Pride Canada, Sidney Gavara. Gotta give the man credit, the world champ is smart. MJF, that's his buddy, colluding with Sammy Gavara. Oh my god, Max is a little too excited here. This is, well, that, that blank check is already paying off. And now Sammy Guevara knows he will face Darby Allen in one week's time at Dynamite with the winner advancing to double or nothing to challenge MJF for the AW World Championship. And what role will MJF play in that match? Well, we don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. How we, we don't know that. I mean, how could you speculate that? I mean, I guess by what we just saw, but and the man's on the payroll now, Gavara. Well, there you go. But still, let's wait until next week and see what happens. I can't wait until next week. I want to know now. Just despicable displays all around. Chris Jericho, MJF, and, I mean, Sammy Gavara. Yeah, look, look, just take, watch the impact of the head to the table. But, but the jack made it to the ring. Looking the count. Well, Darby Allen will face Sammy Guevara one week from tonight on Dynamite live from the FLA Live Center in Sunrise, Florida. Song match? Is it your favorite song? Yep. Yeah, what song is it? Oh, you are my sunshine. You are my sunshine. Would you like to do a little rendition of it now? Okay. Alright. Take it away, Max.
Chris Jericho. For anybody who's followed my career, they know how much I, I studied and idolized you. I mean, a lot of the foundation of Adam Cole, the pro wrestler, was inspired by Chris Jericho. For God's sakes, my catchphrase was inspired by Chris Jericho. I remember being in high school and reading your, your first book where you talked about traveling the globe and learning all these different styles of wrestling. And I remember saying, someday, I want to be like Chris Jericho. Now, and now, fast forward, and here we are in Pittsburgh, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho in the ring for the first time ever. I think that's pretty damn cool. So, so Chris, let me just first of all start by saying I do have a ton of respect for you. There you go. Wow. Uncharacteristic show of respect out of... Adam Cole, baby! You know, I I'm glad you said those words about me, those kind words. I appreciate that. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of your stuff recently, and I've been thinking a lot about this, and I really want to say from the bottom of my heart that I have absolutely zero respect for you. Wow. Oh, okay. Brother. That didn't last long, did it? That let's feel hear, good. Let's hear him out. Let's hear the man out. We do. As a matter of fact, I think you're kind of an arrogant son of a bitch. Okay, we've heard him out. He's kind of right. I kind of agree yeah. with this. The audacity you showed last week to interrupt my championship celebration to come down and, and, and give your little buddy Keith Lee a handshake, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable for a talent as legendary as Chris Jericho, and you're lucky I don't slap your dumb face right here, right now. See, see, Chris, I was afraid you were going to go this route. I was afraid you were going to say that. Uh, because me and a lot of people here in Pittsburgh, lately we think you've been a real jag-off. Part of the local vernacular. I mean, Chris, seriously, how hypocritical can you be? I understand that you surround yourself with, with your minions, the JAS, who hang on every single word that you say, and they look at you like a god. But speaking of looking, when's the last time you looked yourself in the mirror and asked, who is the real Chris Jericho? Is, is the real Chris Jericho an egomaniac who has the JAS win his matches for him? Or is the real Chris Jericho the GOAT? The Demo God? One of the absolute greatest to ever do this? Uh, you know who I think the real Chris Jericho is? I think the real Chris Jericho is an insecure, fickle, stupid idiot.
And Chris, don't you forget, you wanted to confront me, and I'm right here. I don't want to play any games anymore. No more walking down the ramp, giving each other the side eye. You wanted my attention, and you got it. So now what? First of all, I am not a jagoff. Second of all, you don't impress me, Cole. So let me say this. You know how the old saying goes, you never want to meet your heroes or your idols. But in this case, that is 100% true. You don't want to meet me. You don't want to know me. You don't want to have anything to do with me. So if you're smart, you'll turn around and get the hell out of this ring, the ring that Jericho built right here, right effing now. What am I gonna do about it? You wonder what I'm gonna do about it? How about this? Oh, Adam Cole has heard enough, and now Brandon Nash shots. Wait a minute, this thing was perfectly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll see it after. You knew this, you knew this would happen. The JAS, it's the numbers game, it always is. They're gonna watch Chris's back. I mean, that's a big part of what Jericho has in the, in the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, Jericho, I mean, he had to have planned this all along. He knew if this turned physical, not if, when this turned physical. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, she's seen enough, too. Well, I mean, that, that's that's her guy right there, meaning out of Cole. Listen to the chance of DND. Oh. Take that, Chris Jericho. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's no. Oh, my God. The outcast. Britt has no idea what's about to happen to her. From under the ring, Ruby Soho, Saran, Tony Storm. Jericho's a genius, guys. He's a damn genius. I promise you that. This is a straight setup, in my opinion. It, it was a setup, Taz. You are 100% right. Assault and battery on Adam Cole and Dr. Brett Baker, DMD. I know Chris Jericho many, many years, and he knew. Looks like he's locking up the hand to the bottom rope of Adam Cole. Handcuff. Handcuff into the bottom rope. No. And they're making Brett watch. Good God. Adam Cole shackled to that bottom rope. With nowhere to go. As the outcast. Oh, Daniel Garcia bringing a kendo stick into the ring. I think this is going to get, this might get, oh boy. Go ahead, hit me. Hit me. Go ahead, Chris. I dare you. Do it. Do it. Do it. No, God, this can't be happening. Now they're making Adam Cole Stop watch it. it. Stop it! Let her go! 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 Let her go!
in front of Baker's family right here in the hometown. Adam Cole's mother is here. This is this is one of the worst things that I have ever seen since we've been doing Dynamite here in AEW. I can't condone it, but I agree with it 100%. This is horrible. Adam Cole's apologizing to Britt. I, I can't believe what we just witnessed here tonight. We've got to try to get Adam Cole free from that bottom ring rope. While we do, let's take a look back at last week. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.